Good morning, everyone. Welcome inside another episode of the Green and White Report on this Sunday morning from East Lansing. I'm your host, Zach Sardinic, joined firstly to my left by my co-host, A.J. Evans. Good to be back. And also Matt Merrifield coming onto the airwaves as well. He's pushing the dials at the moment, so he'll be in here in just a second, getting us ready to go, taking on double duty today on this Sunday morning. We're going to start things off as we normally do with an MSU whip around, looking at some of these sports on campus that have been playing over the last couple of days. It's been a good weekend overall for Michigan State sports, starting off on the men's soccer side. They enter today top of the top in the Big Ten. A big win on the road against Wisconsin. 3-1 victory over the Badgers. And then moving it on forward, they're staying undefeated. And at the end of the day, that's what you need. Yeah, they've exceeded expectations, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't really recall what our expectations were for this team heading into the year. I think we knew that they could do some damage and make some noise. But, I mean, they've they've just been rolling. And it's it's been really, really impressive to see. And it's also been great to see the community rally around this team as well. Yeah, I would say that um, men's soccer's had a very impressive year and that it's been fun to watch, and it's nice to see that get another non-revenue sport here on campus continues to grow and build itself up. And obviously, women's soccer and gymnastics took that, took that step last year. They're still continuing to do well. Gymnastics hasn't started yet. Volleyball, which we'll talk about in a second, starting to look a lot better despite a rough weekend for them. And men's soccer, here they are, 2-0-2 to start conference play and continuing to build up and continue on their season, maybe even make a college cup appearance. That would certainly be the goal. Just have to continue to push through. And right now at eight points, 2-0-2 in Big Ten play and undefeated on the season as well, it's definitely been ideal for Damon Rensing's club. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing else nothing else to add. They have been, they've been good, and it's been defensively too. They battled to a 0-0 tie against one of the top teams in the country in Penn State last week as well. On the women's soccer side, Massive win for Jeff Hostler's squad last night. Going on the road, winning in Ann Arbor for the first time since 1994. And the first time ever with back-to-back wins over the University of Michigan. Jumped out to a 3-0 lead in that first half. Held on to knock off the 14th-ranked Wolverines 3-2. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you can sit here and say that might have been the biggest win of the year. But, I mean, it certainly is one of them. Um, you know, this team, they didn't even, I don't even think they got off to a bad start, so to speak. But... I think the expectations were just so high um, that it was a little bit concerning to see the few losses they did have in the beginning of the year. The loss against Colorado, I think, shocked a lot of people. And then there were all eyes on the Notre Dame game in which they came up short. But, I mean, ultimately, this team has also been really, really good. Um, And I think things are starting to come come together. I think it's just happened a little bit later than we expected. But then again, I think we should have been a little more patient, just given the fact that there are so many transfers on this roster and so many different players um, playing key roles that weren't on the team or weren't in these roles last season. Well, and I think a big thing, too, is they're still 9-3-2 and two on the year. Right. They're still 4-1-1 one one conference play. Still off to a very impressive start. Top four teams in the Big Ten host a conference tournament game, and they're still very much on track to do so. I think a big thing, too, is they're 5-1 and one on the road this year. Playing yeah. on the road is crucial, and they've been very successful with that, obviously winning at Michigan last night. So, I mean, everything we've seen from them has been impressive. Obviously, the season's starting to wind down. It feels funny to say that as, you know, we were just talking about like two weeks ago how they're getting into conference play, just the speed of the season that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they have to go to Indiana and Rutgers this week coming up, but 
I mean, I still think they can close out with four wins and obviously go to the Big Ten tournament. And then beyond that, I mean, this team has all the potential. It just took a little bit of time to form together early in the year. Agreed. It's going to be interesting to see what they can do, but you know this is a well-coached squad. You know they're going to perform in big moments, and that's what you love to see. Moving on to the court. So from outside in Chile, East Lansing, to inside, Breslin Center was rocking this weekend, especially Friday night. I don't know how much you guys saw of that game. I was on the call of it for Big Ten Plus, but 8,800 people packing the Breslin Center on Friday night to watch Michigan State take on Nebraska, one of the best teams in the country, second-ranked team right now. And Michigan State gave them a run for their money, especially early. The Spartans had that first set, couldn't close it out. Nebraska came back and took it. Spartans dominated set two. And then there was that five-minute break between sets two and three. Nebraska locked in and dominated the rest of the way. I mean, there isn't much to say about it. Nebraska is, I mean, the program in the Big Ten. There's a lot of great programs in the Big Ten Conference. Um, you could ne- argue Nebraska is the program in the country. I mean, yeah, I mean, th- how many programs in the country are selling out their football stadium, 100,000-seat stadium? And how many for, programs for in the country match? have been ranked every single week in the polls' existence? 610 straight weeks Nebraska's been ranked. That's Insanity. When did they start? The, I, 1983. Oh wow. Okay, that's wow. a that's a long time. That's that <laughs> very <it is>. impressive. <laughs> um, okay, Their coach then. has won 87 percent of his games since 2000 that he's been there. That's just gross. Imagine yeah, imagine investing insane. that much time in your volleyball program when your football team can't pick up a football. Anyway, but the volleyball program is elite. It is elite. That's. I mean, that is the. I, I saw I, somebody I, talking about Nebraska. <laughs> we're going off a tangent about Nebraska volleyball here, but. There was a sign at game day yesterday that was a Colorado person sign that said Nebraska's a volleyball school. I don't necessarily think that's a burn. Like, I don't think that's an insult. Nebraska's volleyball team is really good. I mean, yeah, and obviously Michigan State has to go to Nebraska on Friday, um, so we'll see how that one goes, but probably not very well if I had to bet. But still, I mean, the team is 3-3 three and three to start conference play, 3-1 and one before the weekend started, so I got off to a good start. Obviously dropped one against Northwestern last night. That, that one you, hurt. That you just didn't want to do. But um, you beat Michigan and Northwestern earlier. Took care of Rutgers last weekend. Um, still a lot of conference play left. So we'll see how this finishes out. But you've definitely, I've definitely seen an improvement from year one to year two with Leah Johnson. And we can talk a little about that match last night against Northwestern. Spartans came out well. They played well in that first set. Second set really struggled. Third set again. They just weren't able to, it seemed like, lock in in big moments yesterday until the end of that fourth set. And Northwestern left the door wide open. But at the end of the day, you got to give the credit to Northwestern. And Julia San Giacomo was outstanding. 32 kills last night? Is she the girl with 32 kills? Yes. 32 kills for San Giacomo. And then Avery Hernandez quietly had 16 of her own. Goodness. That is 48 kills just between those two by themselves. Taylor Holdham had an off night. She's been outstanding. She still almost had a double-double on an off night, if that tells you how she's been. Grace Kelly had 20 kills, but it just, Michigan State didn't have it at the end. They had an off night, and Leah Johnson was a little worried about that coming into the weekend. She talked about how playing back-to-back days is not something that they've been used to. And normally you've had that middle day to kind of reset. Well, they didn't have that. It was play Friday night. Have an emotional match against Nebraska with the fans, the atmosphere, everything. And then you got to come right back the next night and play Northwestern, who you had just played the weekend before. 
Also, weird tidbit with that. Six straight times those teams have met, it's went to five sets. Yeah, I'm not a fan of volleyball games going to five sets, especially on Saturday nights. But and the ones I'm working. But besides the point, um, I thought it was fun though. It was it was a fun atmosphere. I you weren't holding a camera on your shoulder. I for was three not hours. holding like a camera um, on my so, shoulder. I was just sitting there uh, but, talking like I am right now. But I mean, next weekend you talk about the back to backs. They go to Nebraska, play Nebraska Friday night. Then they head over to Iowa City. So not only do they have to play back to back days next weekend, they have to travel in between. Um, so, and they and they need to find a split there. So they're going to have to. You're find probably a, not going to beat Nebraska, but if Michigan State wants to compete in the Big Ten, they got to take care of Iowa. We'll see, but it'll be interesting to see. But I've I've definitely been impressed from based on what I remember of last year. So even going into conference play, which is good to see, without a doubt. All right, let's move over from Breslin across the street to Mun. Talk about potentially one of the best teams on campus this year. The hockey squad. I have my thoughts on the preseason hype of this hockey Go ahead. team. Um, I'm going to start with time. yesterday. Okay. I thought it was a good win to start the season. Lake State's not that good. Um, they haven't been for quite some time. They're a solid program. I think they're back in the CCHA, if I remember correctly. That sounds right. That sounds right. Or they're in the WCHA before that. I can't remember since the original OG CCHA disbanded like 10 years ago. But, I mean, it was a good win. Got off to a good start. This is a very young team. A uh, lot of lot of new faces on this team, uh, which I think is going to be an advantage some nights, and it's going to be really hurt them other nights. Just being a youthful hockey team, a sport especially like college hockey, which has a lot of older players on it, or you can be a twenty one year old freshman if you want to be in college hockey. Like that's just mm-hmm. kind of how the landscape works. So they have a lot of eighteen, nineteen year old freshmen, including their goalie Trey Augustine. So it's going to be. Interesting to see how that plays going forward, going into conference play. It's, you're going to be able to take care of teams like Lake State, but Minnesota, Michigan, Penn State, Notre Dame in conference play. Those teams have lots of talent, just like Michigan State does, but they've also got the experience to go with it. Um, so, yeah, if you had any, what were your guys' thoughts about the game last night? I I felt that they were fine. I'm not worried about it. I know that they they jumped out early. They gave a couple away, but I really liked what I saw from Augustine. I mean, he... I didn't. Was, I saw the one goal was a penalty shot, but I didn't right. see what the first one. The was. other one, it was a crowded group in front of him, and the puck skittered through. But overall, I thought he was solid, and I think he's going to be solid for them, and that's going to make a big difference. Dylan Saint Cyr was good last year, but I think that it's going to be a really big spot for this Michigan State team, and I think they're really good. Do I think they win the Big Ten? No. I know there's a lot of people calling them a dark horse Big Ten. Favorite, yeah. and like they're, well, they're the dark horse pick. Their pick, and you're not gonna like this because I'm gonna call you God, out on this for what? football. But oh God. Michigan State, yikes! Hockey is like the people that were saying Penn State was gonna win the Big Ten in football. Penn State still might win the Big. You're Ten. trying to get too cute. Michigan State still might win in hockey, but you're trying to get too cute. Um, Michigan and Minnesota, one of those teams will win the Big Ten in hockey. Oh, you're probably Minnesota's probably gonna win it, and I, it's the I'm, same way that Michigan's gonna win the Big Ten in football. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Um, we'll get to Big Ten we'll football get to Big in a Ten minute, football. But... but I mean, with this Michigan State hockey team to come into the preseason ranked number nine in the country, that's too high, um, in my opinion. This team finished seventeenth in the poll last year. They all they, they were the just they, missed they were the they were the NCAA first tournament. team out of the NCAA tournament, which puts them at about depending on automatic qualifiers. I can't remember off the top of my head about sixteen about fifteen sixteenth in the country because sixteen teams make the tournament. All right, that means they've improved seven spots. And obviously some teams have gotten worse with departures. But Michigan State had a lot of departures. Their best player last year was Dylan St. Cyr in that. 
Now they have to replace that. And Trey Augustine is one of the best goalies in the country. Right. right? Was one of the Tyler Tower played for the national development team. Was a second round pick by the Red Wings. Unfortunately, he's eighteen. He is eighteen years old. Which at the gold goalie position, experience is everything, and being aged and developing is huge. So coming in at eighteen years old, playing college hockey against not only is he still playing against the top talent in the country in the Big Ten. I mean, he's seen it all. He's seen it his whole life playing for the national development team and playing at the highest level in youth. But doesn't I just think it's going to be a lot, and there's going to be times this year where he looks out of his element because of the fact that he's going to have to develop. Is he a very talented goalie? Yes. I just don't think year one giving him the reins. I just don't see it. And there's a ton of youth everywhere on this hockey team. It's not just there, but just at the goaltending spot, it really concerns me. And their backup, Luca DePasco is also a freshman. Now, he's a 20-year-old freshman. He's a 2003 birthday, but still. I mean, they're both freshmen, and there's a two-year difference in that he's just had two more years to develop. But I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just it's The youth of this team scares me because, yes, there's talent, but they're still not as talented as Minnesota and Michigan yet. Yeah, so. I would agree, but I think that he's going to have a chance to get some experience before they get into conference because you've got a couple of good teams in the next couple of weeks. You play Canisius, who's just outside of the top 25. They're yeah. receiving votes. And then you play a top 10 Boston College team on the road. Yeah, I mean, Boston that Boston College series is going to tell us a lot about this hockey team going into uh, on going forward this year. Um, I just, I don't know. I know Some, you weren't impressed with that Canisius comment, but they are receiving they, votes. I know like they are receiving there. votes, but like... I mean, I don't even remember the last time I saw Canisius in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Boston College, um, in the last couple of years, hasn't been the program it's historically been, but still it's a very good team yeah, going I mean, on the road. number six in the I country. Mean, I mean, and this year they're supposed to be back to that, uh, which is why they're number six in the country. Um, before the new year, like they get to open conference play at home with Penn State, or excuse me, they have Ohio State uh, and Penn State. They also get Wisconsin before the new year. Um, December is going to be tough having to play Minnesota and Notre Dame. But I, it just... I don't know. I, I like this team. They're going to finish. I would probably say they're going to finish fourth in the Big Ten. I know they were finished to pick, pick to finish fourth. third. Um, Who passed them? Ohio think, State or I Notre think, Dame? I think it's Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is going to be really good again. Mm. Um, yeah, I still Penn State. Still think Penn State. I mean, this is a tough conference. I mean, other, other, six other, of the other, seven teams. Other are than Minnesota or Wisconsin, this con- like Wisconsin sucks. Which and they is did funny last year. because Wisconsin was disgustingly good two years ago when they right. had Cole Caulfield, Cole Caulfield and, and Dylan Holloway and those guys. That team was and historically nasty. Wisconsin did a very good hockey program. Just the last two years, for whatever reason, um, just haven't been there. And I just think the funniest thing about that is though, six of the seven Big Ten teams are ranked. The one that isn't at Wisconsin, and they're the fourth team out of the polls right now. Interesting. They would be twenty four if it extended to twenty five, like it does in other sports. And that is, I mean, that would be, be the entire Big Ten conference. They were very bad last year. I mean, they they're were. obviously going to be better from this from last year, but still. Um, Notre it, Dame's actually the sixth of those Big Ten teams in the rankings interesting. at the moment. They sit at number 20. Interesting. You've got Penn State at 16, Ohio I mean, State 13, Michigan State 9. They're in the conference, and they're still a top 20 team. Correct. So, right, exactly. so, so much, That's what we're saying so about just, It's going to be jockeying for position, and we'll see how it goes going forward. I'm just worried about the youth of this team. Two years from now, next year, two years from now, it's going to be a very good hockey team because – Nightingale still going out and grabbing that top end talent. Yeah. His recruiting going forward has still been elite. It's just going to take time to develop the talent and have a full cycle of all that coming through and just developing that talent all at once. So I like what he's doing. Um, Munn was sold out last night. There's only limited seats available for this afternoon. Obviously, they honored Ron Mason last night um, before the game. 
And I mean, I love where this hockey team is going. I, as somebody who grew up watching Michigan State hockey all the time, it's awesome to see what Nightingale's doing. I just think the hype machine might have gotten a little too high, but we'll wait and see. So it'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. We're going to change gears a little bit, talk a little bit for the second straight week about London football. The London Jaguars are in front, 11 7 at the break. Some quick thoughts on the Bills, Jags, and will the Jaguars ever lose in London? Uh, they also might lose this football game still, but not the point. I mean, I don't think they'll lose. I mean, they were. I mean, the Bills did not look good in the first half, from what I saw, which wasn't very much, um, especially in that first quarter. Twenty-three rushing yards and a half of football is not going to win you football games. Sorry, Buffalo. No, it's not. But the Jags only having eleven points, they had a chance to score at the end of the half and. Uh, former Iowa Hawkeye AJ Ifensa with a strip sack as uh, to end the half. Oh God, is Cooper DeGene a future lion? Maybe. I wasn't here last weekend, so Maybe. I just felt like the need to bring up the fact that he ripped my heart out. Yeah, on welcome back, week. guys. You guys um, were both gone last week. It's yeah. nice to I have you guys AJ back in the here. studio. AJ, the one day we got to talk about NBA. Yep. AJ missed it. Yep. Good thing is the NBA season starts in about two weeks, so we'll have a lot more NBA to talk about. Yes, sir. Preseason's already underway. It is. Abu Dhabi? That was interesting. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, yeah. Was there a preseason game played in there Abu Dhabi? There were two of them, yeah. Okay. The Mavs and the I know the, Timberwolves. I know the Clippers are in Maui, but other than okay. that. Yeah, I know the, I know, the Lakers and the Warriors played I was going to say, I know Curry got a uh, reverse dunk in that game that he threw down. He did? I missed that. Yeah. I, oh, I, I only caught a bit he of He, like, though. bounced it to himself a reverse dunk. Sick. So, yeah, Anyways, it was interesting. I mean, but, yeah, back to back to London well, football. I mean, you want to talk about London football, we could shout out Nick Burton and talk about Tottenham. But yeah, that's where they're playing. Hey. Anyways. They'll be playing there next week, too. Well, for the first time in history, it feels like there's going to be a London game that won't include the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think it's the Ravens and the Titans, I think. I saw an ad for it this morning. But I think that's what it is, right it's back in that stadium again. Gross, but <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, thoughts on this game um, a little bit to this point. What about the Jaguars? I know you're our, I think our resident, resident AFC South expert. Oh, it, it, it's. I feel bad for Buffalo because the way they scheduled this of Jacksonville gets to play two weeks in a row in London is such, in my opinion, an unfair advantage. The London Jaguars. Like, you get a full week of not even have to deal with travel. You just, I mean, you do have the disadvantage of eating London food for a week, but... Other wow. than that, I'm sorry. London but, taking strays. Um, it deserves it. Come um, on, Matt. No, don't be like that. I, <laughs> anyways. But, Have you I been mean, to London? No, but Nick Burt was there last, uh, like a month ago, and he <laughs> okay, told me about Okay, but you it. haven't had London And food. I've also, you know, I guess we can trust pop Nick culture Burt, and media. Yeah, friend of the program. Um, thank God Kat Diggs needs to have a big day for my fantasy team. <laughs> um, let's see. What else we got here? It's 11-7 to seven also, which is just such an interesting score. Yeah, man. It was 11-0 because there was a roughing the passer on the first touchdown that the Jags had, and so they got the penalty and decided to go for it from inside the one and got it. Yeah, Buffalo's in this football game. I just saw one play, and that's, that's, it's <laughs> it was over. a handoff I mean, out the middle Buffalo, and didn't get it. Buffalo over. also was coming off a big win against Miami last week, which yeah, we're gonna talk about is just – um, obviously you have that emotional win, taking care of business there, and then you have to fly across the world – uh, to play a team that's just been hanging out all week in a foreign country doesn't seem like the most. And obviously, the Jaguars always play well in London. They're used to it. They, they play there every year. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Both team, both these teams are playoff teams. The Jaguars are the best team in the South, uh, even though Jonathan Taylor's back, which we'll get to later today. Yeah, we will. But 
I got nothing else. And the Texans, but we'll also get to them in a little bit. Working at this, one last question on this before we get off of this topic. Does football expand to Europe? Should they? No. And where should they put teams if they do? No. Are you saying no, they no, shouldn't or no, they, they won't? Uh, they shouldn't. I, they probably will. I, yeah, I have to agree. I think they're going to put a couple It just logis- logistically doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I guess, you know, the Big Ten expanded to the, S- to the West Coast. If they find, it doesn't make any sense geographically. But if, if they think they can make enough money off it, which I think they can, to cover those costs, I think they do it. I think well, you see I, a team in London. I, mean, I think you see hey, a team in maybe in Berlin or FIFA Munich. is playing a World Cup in three freaking continents in 2030 I for some that. reason. That, that and that's so dumb. Yeah, that was it defeats the purpose of having a host country. But anyways, we're not yeah. talking about FIFA. We're talking, but you know, if somebody wants to make money, it's FIFA, and they do it. Um, and the <laughs> NFL fair. might follow in their footsteps and do it too. Let's put a football team in Buenos Aires. I, I'm here for it. I guess I don't care. I do. I think that honestly, expansion will come to Mexico City before it goes to Europe. I, uh, um, I would want to say it would go to Canada, but I don't know what city would. Well, I think it, I think they would go Mexico City and. But like Toronto um, doesn't need one. They have Buffalo. Yeah, but Mexico City is like a hotbed for football. That's why they played those couple of games there. Like they want garbage to, football stadium or the yeah, soccer but they could build a new stadium. But I think that that's probably coming at some point. Would you guys agree somewhat that at least I I, yeah, I think I, I think it's, I think it's coming Mexico Mexi- Mexico City and Canada I could see I really can't see London happening or any European countries especially because if you do that you pretty much have to expand. A whole like you'd have to bring back NFL Europe, like to have a team fly back and forth. You'd want four teams. I you'd think. want at least a division out of it, and yeah. I don't think they would logistically do that. So. I mean, could they do it? Like, think cities-wise. You could have a team in London. You could have a team in Berlin, maybe. You could have a team in, I don't know, Madrid, somewhere in you'd Spain. You'd probably have one in Spain, and then I guess. What's and then another? somewhere in France. Yeah, that sounds right. Let's and that's that. not that far <laughs> yeah. away. There are like, two teams in London. Like the. With the way that Europe is, like, I think sometimes Americans don't always know how the geography of Europe works. Those places are not that far away. The four places we just said. No, I know. They're all very close to each other. So, like, you can, I think there's a possibility of that. But does the NFL want to expand to 36 teams? We'll find out. I mean, the one thing I will say, and my dad just texted me to remind me of this, um, the flight from London, New York is shorter than a flight. To from New York to Seattle, I correct. Believe, which is weird to think about. Um, but then you got to get the London to Seattle flight. <laughs> I just don't think they'd ever do that. I I don't know. I also like. It just feels weird to be like, hey, and I guess the NHL does it, but like you're an American citizen because I mean the NFL is all Americans. You're gonna go live in London. You just signed a six year contract with the London Knights. You're gonna go play six years over overseas. London Knights Electric, by the way, that's one of the expansion team names in Madden. When you expand it's to London, it's also the name of the OHL team in ah. in London. Um, so, but I, but that's my point. It's like, hey, uh, Micah Parsons. I don't know. He'd never leave Dallas, but yeah, you're gonna go live in London for four years because you signed a two hundred million dollar contract. Have fun for two hundred million dollars, though. I'd live I don't in know. London. It seems weird and logistically. <laughs> I would it live in like London for two hundred million dollars. I wouldn't. <laughs> You screw, would live in London Europe. for $200 million? I hate Europe. <laughs> That's an outrageous take. On that, we're going to step aside. Be back in just a minute to talk some MSU football coaching candidates on the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report here on WDBM East Lansing. 
Moving on. There's no MSU football to talk about this week in terms of a game. So, instead, we're going to talk about MSU football coaching candidates. And we're going to go look at an article in The Athletic uh, by Bruce Feldman that broke down some of the candidates, and we're going to give our thoughts on these possibilities. This does not mean that they are, like, due to sources as candidates, although there have been a couple of names that have reportedly emerged as candidates, but these are just ideas throwing out. Um, I'm going to skip the first two names because those are the two that I think might be the top two candidates, and we can talk about them at the end. I want to throw out some of the other names first. Let's talk Mike Elko. We talked a little about him right after the news of Tucker's firing came out, but what do you guys think about Mike Mike Elko? I like him. This is his second year at Duke, right? Yes, and his first year was terrific, and year two's been solid as well. It just... I'm worried about a coach. Like, my issue with Mel Tucker when Michigan State hired him and obviously came in and stepped up in 2021 was a great season, whether it was canines doing or whatever. Yeah, he had an 11-win season. Unfortunately, Mel Tucker hadn't shown he knew how to win and build a program, and obviously he wasn't really here long enough to do that as it is. Um, But from all things considered and what we're seeing from the football team, he wasn't building something very sustainable here. And it wasn't like, I mean, going forward, you could argue that the football team's in a worse spot than what it was when he got here. Um, so from that standpoint, I'm just worried about Mike Elko coming in and does he know how to, and obviously it's not like Duke is a hotbed for college football talent, so he must be doing something right. So I don't hate it. I just, I think there are better options out there. But if somebody said, um, on this list, he's definitely not last, but he's not my first candidate. I'd probably put him third or fourth on my list of the people on this list. Like the guy, the guy two below him, Mr. P.J. Fleck, no, yeah, I was no, gonna say don't, no. Don't go, PJ Fleck. I There's, think that's out, very much out on that one. Let's we can turn this to in and out. Let's turn it in and out. So we'll give right. names. Would you be okay with Michigan State hiring them? In or out on that? Chris Kleiman, Kansas State, and he in. might be my first choice. In, I don't he's, know. He's not my first choice, but I'm in on. He's Kleiman. the opposite of Elko. He built like I mean, he kind of continued the success of North Dakota State, and then he went into Kansas State. He's been there since 2019. 2018 and has continued to win seven eight nine games a year won a big 12 championship with them last year and kansas state is not a hot like it's a small school in the big 12 in manhattan kansas like they don't they're kind they're meant to be an eight win season team michigan state at its worst should be an eight win team every year like i think they're perfectly capable of winning eight games every year with the resources they have obviously even with the new look of the big 10 i still think they can be a seven eight win team every year so i think chris Kleiman's that guy We'll see. All right. Uh, PJ Fleck, I'm guessing we're no. all out on. Out. Yeah, out. All right. Some group of five guys. Willie Fritz at Tulane. No. I'm like, I have one foot in the door, one foot out the door. Like, yes. I'm okay with that high. Like, I don't hate it. I think Willie Fritz is good. But I also don't love it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not necessarily entirely sold on it, but I wouldn't mind it. That's how I feel about it. He was at Georgia Southern before this. I I'm trying to think. Was he? Yeah. Did he run the triple option before he got? Was he one of those guys? Because I know Georgia Southern used to run the triple option. I don't think so. Or maybe it was the guy that came after him. I don't know. I'm. He's 63 years old. Like I just don't. He's too old, in my opinion. I know you can't say that it's illegal to do that if you're Michigan State, but still, I just think 
there are better options there are younger options it's not illegal to say it if you're you though you're right it is not illegal because i am not making that decision thank god um and um yeah i would just i there's way better options he's not the best coach peer coach on this list and he's also 63 years old so i don't see a reason to go get him all right what about jason candle from toledo i'm out be honest i'm gonna i know he's been seen as a rising star he's young he's won a couple of mac titles there but i'm gonna say out if it's between him and some of the other group of five coaches i'd probably say in but i'm gonna go out like i think they're just better options michigan state can go and hire all right what about what are your thoughts i agree i'm out on it what about kane womack at south alabama I literally don't even know who that is. I know South Alabama. He was the D coordinator at Indiana for a little bit. No, um, and out. He was at, hold Next. on, let me rephrase uh, next. that. Next. You don't even know, he was the D coordinator at Indiana, Indiana in 2020 when they actually had a good defense. That team, that 2020 team, 2020 season in general was such a He's a rising star. star. And, he, he's, and he's young, 36. I was going to say, he's 36. He's been dominant at, that, that, uh, he's been dominant at I South Alabama. They coach. went 10 and 3, and now they are... Really good this year. They just blasted Oklahoma State in you know Stillwater. What? I don't want my coach too young because then they're going to find themselves <laughs> so what, at Harper's what's, what's on a most, Saturday night. And what? then we got a whole other issue what? on our hands. What's the most ideal age, Matt? Like mid four in their 40s? Like just a 40, somebody in their 40s. I know Jason Candle's like 43. Uh, Huff is 40, I believe. Um, I think Kleiman's a little old. I believe he's in his 50s. But even then, I mean, it's still, anyways. I, I stand by what I, I say. I don't think it's going to be Womack, but I think that would be an interesting one. I mean, I like what South Alabama's been doing. I and love South been, Alabama. And the, um, the Jaguars. Yeah. They just beat somebody like USA. 55 to – yeah, USA. They just beat somebody like 55 to 7 yesterday. I don't remember who they played, but they oh, – I want to say Louisiana Monroe. But they absolutely destroyed somebody yesterday. They are a fun offense, and yeah. he is a defensive-minded coach that knows how to use an offense. I like it, but – um, all right, let's just get the next two other considerations on this article out of the way as outs. Pat Narduzzi, out. I Is anyone going to make the I argument would, for I would for transfer if they hired him oh. as the next head coach. I would go to Iowa. Oh. I love wow. I, By the way, we didn't talk about it. I love Iowa City. It, I might transfer there. You want to go watch Mom Brian Why do you love it so much? It's such it's an electric city. Didn't it's, you say something? It was built like... Uh, oh, it was built like... Um, the, 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 the Yeah, it was built like oh. the neighborhood, the NBA 2K. <laughs> That's I don't insane. even know how to describe it other than it is. You just have to be there. Also, their band walks around and plays music outside the bars on Friday nights. Like, that's electric. Oh. Like, all of a sudden, you just hear neck playing, and then you hear the fans cheering stuff you cannot say on air <laughs> um, about... Hawkeyes and Yikes. stuff. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, it's pretty gritty. And then they start running around to the different bars. That's cool. Um, Pat Narduzzi, not cool. Out on him. And if you're gonna say, can I? Is it Bill O'Brien? Is that the next? Bill O'Brien's the next name, and I'm also very out on that. Out, 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 out. I would. I don't even know what I would do if Bill O'Brien was even interviewed. But all right, what about these next three candidates? They're all interesting. Sean Lewis. I'm in on Sean Lewis, mm. but not as high as some of the other names on this list. But I like Sean Lewis. I do, too. I like Sean Lewis. I like what he's been able to do with this offense. It's, it's been a shame. We talked a little bit about it, but Colorado's O-line is, is such a mess. I feel like they're limited in what they're able to do, and, and Shador has been limited back there in the pocket. So, um, But I, I, I do like Sean Lewis. I, I'm There are a few other guys I would place before or I would think of before him, but I wouldn't be mad at it at all. My my issue with Sean Lewis 
I, it's not really an issue with him. I just don't like the people going out saying, oh, Michigan State has to hire an offensive-minded head coach. That's just not true. You can go out and hire a defensive guy. It's really up to the offensive Brian coordinator. Brian Ferentz. Anyways. Man, I wish we had the stream up so you guys could have uh, seen oh. his face. Anyways, uh, Sean Lewis. Um, I, I just I, He's a good offensive-minded head coach. Obviously doing a very good job. The offense of Colorado is explosive. Like you said, I understand the offensive line is in there, so you can't really see what he can do with a running game. But still, I I would think, honestly, I would prefer a defensive-minded head coach. That's just what I prefer in a football team. But obviously, he can go out and hire a defensive coordinator and fire find somebody. I mean, I just don't want to see Michigan State hire an offensive-minded guy or a defensive-minded guy, and that side of the ball suck like it has under Mel Tucker because he was a defensive-minded head coach, and the secondary somehow became the worst in the country. Um, I know that's not on him, but Depends still. on the coordinator sometimes. Uh, I mean, yeah, but he's still like, hey, you should hire I don't know. Anyways, uh, Sean Lewis, I'm going to say I'm out on him, um, but I don't hate it. But Okay. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. This is a name that I heard a little bit about, Michigan State graduate Matt House, the D coordinator at LSU. No, based on uh, yeah. this year, I'd say, did you see? Did you watch yesterday? Say, no, year, <laughs> I would say that's probably not um, a great spot. But no, yeah. We'll next see. question. Um, the next question is an interesting one. I've seen a couple people say this. No, Sharon Moore, Michigan's offensive coordinator. I don't think Michigan State tries to hire somebody from Michigan, and I don't think Moore would want the job. But that would get really interesting, and boy, would it! Give the rivalry something it already doesn't need. I mean, let's be honest here. This, yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm excited. Like, I obviously I wish both teams were undefeated going into that game. I wish Michigan State wasn't having a crap year. Um, but it might be good for the rivalry that it's not because, yeah, but but after everything that happened, thing, yeah, and maybe it's still worse. I'm not ready for seven, seven, seven days from now. It's gonna be the start of the most toxic week in the history of Twitter, and I'm just don't, not looking forward to that. No, um, I don't know that it can get more toxic than I guess the week after last year's game was pretty toxic, and then when they were both undefeated, that was toxic. yeah. But like that was toxic, but that wasn't good. Like we're both seven and zero, Michigan State. Like I, I that I, I, mean, I, I can guess handle. It was and in it's that. a rivalry. It's, it's supposed to be toxicity. It's supposed to be. But like the crap that happened after last year with the fight and everything, and then now coming into this year and what I can only imagine of everything that's happened with Mel Tucker, it's just going to be like. What are we doing here, people? Like, this has gotten bigger than the game to the point where it's like nobody on Twitter that's fighting with each other plays in this game. So, like, Correct. so that's why, like, I, I don't know. I just, Michigan fans make me angry. So that's that's the bottom line. And no, I don't want Sharon Moore coaching this football team. Fair enough. What about Brian Hartline, though? No. I'm in. In on Hartline. No. I'm out on that. He's... Why? I know why Merrifield's out on it. Why are you out on it, AJ? That's a name that I, I keep seeing, but I, I don't know. I'm just not really sold on it. I can't. There are a handful of other guys, like I said, I really like Elko. I, I, oh, I don't, yeah, know if I like I don't even know better. if it's about him. I think more so just that there are like four other guys that I, I'm more intrigued with. There are a with couple than. guys better, but if you want to bring elite talent to East Do Lansing. We, is that true? I are think you it's sure? true. I, I know you don't. I don't think that's I think true. It's true. I also think Brian Hartline was born on, you know, we talk about Ryan Day being born on third base. Brian Hartline might have been born on home. I, I disagree. Like, I, seriously, I, I, Ohio State's always produced great talent, right. and especially at the wide receiver position. So I don't see how him being able to tell, hey, Marvin Harrison Jr., you should come play here because, you know, we had Chris Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson and 
Terry McLaurin and literally name a Ohio State wide receiver. If Brad Hartline's head coach, does Keon Coleman leave? Uh, that's a. The, like, no, does not, that does elite talent leave? Like doesn't matter. There's elite no, there, talent there's, there's, there. I think I think Coleman still leaves, uh, and that might be true. But what yeah, I'm saying still, is, he still leaves. My point is, is that elite talent, you're going to get more elite weapons with Hartline there than without it. He's a former NFL receiver. He's got that pedigree with those guys. Are they going to get better talent all the time than Ohio State? Not necessarily, but they're going to get good uh, well, talent, but, especially if you pair that with Courtney Hawkins. But Mel Tucker brought in elite. I mean, for the most part, Michigan State has brought in some pretty good, talented players. Unfortunately, there's nobody here to actually coach them and show them how to play football, and well, that's, that's the biggest issue is why they're 2-3 and three on the year yes, right but now. Yes, the entire thing here, more often than not, any of these coaches that are hired are going to bring in a different staff. You're not looking at this same staff again for next year. I don't. I think the reason Hartline gets the receivers because he coaches for Ohio State, not because he is the coach at Ohio State. And we're going to see because he's going to get a head coach job somewhere. But, Matt, going off of what you were saying, though, I don't think but, bringing in talent has been the— problem like I, I like well that what right so i don't think him could bring here fix it like yeah he still continue to bring in talent somebody's yeah. got to show him how to not run into the kick returner when they're standing waving their arms for two minutes don't run into him justin white sorry like stop or don't hold on to the damn ball anyways all right we got to get to the top two candidates and then we got to get to a break because we still got a lot to get to on this show today all right lance leipold at kansas I'm in on him. I'm in. I'm in. Matt, not, how but, are you in? He's 59. You know, I didn't think that'd be possible for you I to mean, be in. He is 59. Um, I love it, though. I'm all in on I'm, I'm. I am in on him. He's done a great job at Kansas, their basketball school, and they're starting to win, and he's not tied to Kansas. Like, I know well Michigan State could hire, even though Michigan State really is a basketball school tool, too. So, like, apples to oranges. But. The other name that... I didn't know who this guy was, I'll be completely honest, until coming into the last few weeks, but I've heard his name a ton, is Jake Dickert at Washington State. Yes, he just lost yesterday to UCLA in an ugly game. I get that. But overall, he's been good. I I really like that that possibility. He was in the Midwest at times. He was at Incarnate Word and was good there. He's been solid at Washington State. Giving him a chance with a big, a much bigger budget in a bigger conference, and I think he's going to want to get out of there. I think that's the biggest thing, him or Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. I think so, too. I was surprised that Smith wasn't on this list, to be honest with you. I am, too. My only concern with Dickert is the same thing with Elko. Uh, Dickert's been there. uh, I mean, he's been at Washington State itself since 2020, Mm -hmm. but he took over for Rolovich, I believe. Uh, so we had a, I don't remember how good, I don't think Washington. This is only, good. actually not since 2020, because this is year two. Yeah, this him. is his, but he was the defensive coordinator oh, yeah, yeah, when he, when yeah. Rolovich came over after yeah. Mike Leach left, um, or was fired, I can't remember. He left, anyways, doesn't matter. He went to Mississippi State. RIP Mike Leach. Um, but I think, I just, that's my only concern, but I do like what Washington State's done. He's 40 years old, so I prefer that part of it, but I think. If I had to pick between him and Jonathan Smith, I would take Smith because Smith has been at Oregon State longer, and Oregon State's a worse football program historically, or at least in the last 10 years, and he's still turned them into a very strong team, like top to bottom. Because I think a lot of Washington State's built has been through the transfer portal. I get that's how you win now, but I think Dickert kind of went and did like a 2021 Mel Tucker situation where he kind of really bolstered the team, and I don't know how that's Yeah, but he didn't just hit a home run like Tucker did. Like, he didn't just find one guy that carried that. Curve. I mean, because I, if you look at the rest of the transfers from that 2021 class, there were a couple producers, but the most of it was just Walker. 
I mean, yes and no. I mean, obviously. Who else was a big producer on that I team? I mean, Malik Carr came in that class. Yeah, but he didn't do anything on that uh, team. They never threw him the ball. True. I said a career high in catches last week in a single quarter, and then it, I don't know if he's healthy or not. Um, let's see who else came in that class. I mean, you had some corners, a but the corners cor- <laughs> weren't spectacular that year. Like, you had a lot Laugh of pieces, but there weren't a ton. I mean, I guess Jordan at defensive end. He didn't do anything. Right. Like, like Chris Bogle, if Chris Bogle really hasn't done anything And he either. wasn't in that class. He was oh, the, year the year after. Oh, the year after, great. He didn't even do much last year, and he right. barely and so plays it's this like, year. They really didn't have a ton that they got. The biggest piece, honestly, that was underrated was Jarrett Horst. Oh, my God. He was a walking personal foul at times, but he was also really good. And that anchored them. But I can't believe I fell for this football team being good the last couple of years. This is a disaster. Right. That's why your, we're talking about give this Give me your right top now. choice, though, right now, and then let's get the break. Of the list, uh, probably Jake Dickert. I think so. I really like Elko. I like Leipold. I like Dickert, too, but I'm going to go Leipold. All right. We'll have to see. It's going to be a Ur- long oh, process. Can I, can I change my answer? Sure. Urban Meyer. Oh, goodness. Never mind. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for that Tom, that topic of conversation. When we come back, we're going to take a look around the country. Week five of college football yesterday, right here on the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Zach Sardenic, AJ Evans, Matt Merrifield, a couple of guests joining us in the next hour. But for now, it's going to be the three of us talking college football. It's week six, not week five. Uh, it's NFL week five, but we'll get to that in a minute. Week six of college football. Boy, that was fun. I mean, starting it sure off at was. noon, Oklahoma and Texas, what a game that was. That first quarter had game of the year type vibes. And I don't know that it was in the end, but man, I had a blast watching that. Yeah, it was fun. Pretty bizarre at times, you know. There were times it was like, "What is going on here?" But I, I, I'm. I'm what is going it. on here? I, my headset is deciding. I don't even know what happened. This happened like two weeks ago, and um, I'm glad the cameras aren't on because I just <laughs> am embarrassing myself right now. <laughs> yeah, we're so just watching. Thank, him thank try God to fix I'm the this, broadcast but... director at this place, and I don't know how these headsets work, but. I'll figure it out. I don't really don't need it. Who cares? Anyways, hey. I'll figure it out the next break. All right, back to back to, back to the Red River rivalry. Yeah. No, but yeah, the you know the first half of that game it was insane. You know the the whole the entire game was insane. But there were times, like I said, it was like, what is going on here? Um, but there was <laughs> there was a lot to like. You know, definitely, I think one of the most entertaining games that we'll see this season in all college football. Yeah, I would agree. We figured it out. We're good. Love we're, it. We're hey, back. Hey, we're hey, back. So, back, baby. We're back. Right, Texas, not Now the back. next question, is Dylan Gabriel in the Heisman conversation? No. Like, yes, he's in I the conversation. I know conversation. your only conversation no, okay, is Bo Nix. Okay, no, but like, you can be on that. The that's all world. you think oh, about. It's not all I think about. <laughs> it's a lot of what Just I think about. Just mostly what he thinks um, about. <laughs> but the, the problem with that is that, I mean, he's good, but like, I don't know. There's too many other great options. I don't know. Um, if they go undefeated and win the Big 12. They're not going to go undefeated and win the Big 12. Like, let's be honest. Like, Who they, else do they play? I, if they if they play Texas again in the I, conference, I agree they're, with they're you. losing I think to they Texas. Lose. They're not going to they win twice. Texas again. But if they do beat Texas, I think he's, I think he probably wins it. Yeah. He's a very, there's just, there's so many good options. Which I guess it's a good thing this year. Like two years ago, like when Bryce Young won it, he probably is more in the conversation. Um, I mean, it just... You mean when Aiden Hutchinson finished second? That's what I feel like this is about, though. I I think There's just too many really good options. But I think he's pushing his way into the conversation. I just think 
because he wasn't somebody that we talked a whole lot about or that everyone talked a whole lot about, people are having and, a hard time and I accepting also, the idea. And I hope it changes, but I feel like Oklahoma coming in, I mean, Oklahoma has been the Big 12 for the last decade since Texas decided. I mean, I know Texas has been very good this year, but still, I mean, tech, other than last year, Oklahoma has been the program. I know when Lincoln Riley left and they went six and seven last year, it was a bad look. But, like, it is Oklahoma, and they do not get talked about enough in the college football. Like, this is a very good Oklahoma team. I knew that going into yesterday. I didn't think they were going to win. I thought Texas was still going to find a way to pull that one out. But, like, Oklahoma very much is ready for a bit for the SEC football, and I'm more worried about Texas, like, and their future as a program than I am of Oklahoma. Like, I think Venables is very good, and I think Oklahoma's just – going to continue to be that machine i but. feel like that's an overreaction from yesterday but um i'm not worried about texas i think I, texas is gonna be fine i i, I think they will what be fine about? i just it's just the whole thing of they every time they get a chance i mean i guess they beat Bama on the road but this isn't a, 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 a same Bama team in years past we'll see i mean maybe i'm wrong about texas not being right i think it was more so just proving oklahoma despite their down year last year still very much in an elite program in college football, and that should not be mistaken. Dylan Gabriel's good. I mean, he is good. He's and very adding good adding Anthony really helps that team. Gives them another threat. Did he come back? I know he got hurt yesterday. Um, I don't remember, to be honest. I know he went down, but I can't remember if he came back. But I completely forgot he transferred there. He's, that, he's good. East Lansing native. Uh, Michigan State damage. owner. Did some damage against Michigan State here at Spartan Stadium. I'm not ready for that game in two weeks. I do so, good times, vibes. Uh, does Michigan State beat Rutgers next week? Yes. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's let's keep it moving with yesterday's. No, no, uh, no, Nick, you're right. We're we're not winning. That. Michigan State's not winning next week. But more on that. More on that next week. Um, LSU continues to have an outstanding offense, but not a good defense. Like we kind of talked about when we said their D coordinator's name for the Michigan State Matt job, House. I think. Yeah, Matt House. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, they. Missouri's fun. I will say that. Missouri is fun. I, I have Shout not, out Slowick. Remember what he said? Oh God. He says a lot of stuff. He, <laughs> also, said, he said in the Iowa game, you can catch a you pass You say a lot of, of stuff, too. I do say a lot also, of stuff. Also, you want to talk about you, Big yeah, Ten football If you talk quick. enough, you're going to be right sometimes. Just remember that. If you talk <laughs> that enough, That is the Matt Merrifield model. But you want to talk about Big Ten football. Watching, we still have this London game on. The Jaguars just ran a QB sneak on second and two. I love that. And didn't get didn't. it. So we'll see if they run it again. But that was just but, electric. Okay, Slowick said that you could catch a ball off a of bounce in the Iowa game in the CFL. He did say that. Like, he did. like just there, like when you say Slowick said this, I'm worried. No, I half just thought it was funny. But oh, yeah. did he, was he in on the Tigers? He said. Uh, he said they were back. He said when Missouri beat Kansas State, he said, "Is Mizzou back?" Were they ever here? Like they made yeah. it to an SEC championship game in 2013. Other than that, they I also can't... in like 2000 was it 2007 that they were good. That all the random yeah Kansas weird teams Kansas was good. was good that year. West Virginia so, should have went not... to the national title game until they lost a pit. Can we talk about led by the best wide receiver highlight tape of all time? If you know, you know. If you haven't seen his bro Tavon, Austin. go look at Tavon Austin highlights. <laughs> Tavon Austin high school and college highlight tape is. Bar none, that was the, the best. year Texas Tech was really good, too, with Crabtree and Graham Harrell. Yeah, that was just the year that everybody—was it USF that was a top-five team at one point that year? Probably in the uh, Big East. 2007 was just a—it was a year. De but Can we talk about Deacon five. Hill yesterday leading the Hawkeyes to victory? Oh, goodness. At one point, he was like 6 for 21 for 100 finished, yards and two picks. He finished 6 for 20 for 110, one pick, one intercept, and one touchdown. They won 20-14 oh. to 14 over the Boilermakers. They took away a passing attempt from him. Nice. Hey. Um, I but, mean, they play Wisconsin next weekend on the road, but— Yeah, yikes. All right, let's keep it moving. Ohio State, 
What's up with the Buckeyes? They struggled yesterday. I guess I asked the question here. Is that Ohio State struggling and kind of showing weakness? Or is that the... Or is that Maryland actually being good? Both. Both? I think... It's, I think it is a combination of both. I still don't like Kyle McCord in that offense. Like, I just, I'm not a fan of the way Ohio State, but Ohio State's defense is for real. And Why they, don't you I mean, like him? He just, number one, he still has a punchable face. Let's not forget that. That's still outrageous. He's still just like, I don't know, for the weapons he has, he has no reason not to put up 50 points a game. And I understand that's an unrealistic expectation, but at the same time, you have Ryan Day, you have Brian Hartline. And you have all these star-studded wide receivers. You have the best wide receiving prospect. How many? Maybe uh, how ever. many points did they put up yesterday, though? Thirty-seven. Yeah, and they still many? put up thirty-seven. Maryland's yeah. their defense. It's, I mean, Talia Tagovailoa did not play very well. He had two picks. Yeah, four, twenty-one for forty-one. I think Maryland also is honestly like this might be the best Maryland team we've seen in a long time. Like, I mean, I that's not saying a whole lot, but I think in years past... The best team like, in the Big Ten the, that they've had, the, I think. The big, yeah, that's fair. The big three, obviously, in, in the East, it feels like it's them and everybody else. I don't think Mar- the drop-off to Maryland is that far. I think the drop-off after Maryland oh, is Oh, Oh, yes. Massive, I mean, because I think after Maryland, it, I guess it is Michigan State, who lost by 22 at home to Maryland. Um, but I yeah, think... That like, game was closer I, than I, I said before the year but... started, Maryland would get... One of I think Maryland gets one of the big three. I think they get one. I think Ohio State was their chance to get them. I mean, maybe Penn State. I, I, may, well, they, not they get Penn State and Michigan home. The only reason I think they could get Michigan is because the, the week before it's Maryland Senior Day, and it's the week before Ohio State. That's the only reason I think they could maybe. get Michigan. It and, also weirdly, and I just know this because I've been surrounded somewhat by Michigan fans, and they are very big on this. I'm so sorry. It will be a chance for Michigan to get its thousandth career win, or thousandth win in program history and be the first program to ever reach a thousand wins will well, be wouldn't, they, wouldn't they want to do it against ohio state wouldn't that be like the biggest like oh look, i've heard some people, us, guys. i've heard some people saying that they wish that they lost a game last year that didn't matter so that they could get it against ohio state um i've heard that statement before i've also heard Sir, somebody say that they wish that uh and jim harbaugh's gonna be the head coach for that game oh yeah God. and that they wish that uh they lost a game early in this season that didn't matter or something like that, so that way they could win the game 1,000 against Ohio State. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. Anyways, we still got to get to some more college football from yesterday. Washington State fell to UCLA on the road. That UCLA defense is legit. Which is um, ironic because they're coached by Chip Kelly. Yeah, they're, yeah, it is, but their defense is legit. Alabama surviving in College Station. Milrow looked good. I liked Milrow yesterday. He did. He I didn't watch a single minute of that football game. Yeah, I know. So. You were at the volleyball game uh, at the President Center yesterday. Um, Colorado, Merrifield's lock of the week to cover four and a half. Hey. The cover four, but yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, the the line closed at three, which is on which show for those push. that got it then got a push. Um, I thought you know maybe I I after the two weeks of hating on Coach Prime, I thought you know what, like I'm gonna give them the respect they deserve. Arizona State sucks; they should take care of business. Arizona State is not as bad as people are saying. I will die on that hill. I've been saying that for the last three weeks. Arizona State is not that bad. Well, the, maybe that's true because they gave a game. And, I mean, I just thought Colorado would take care of us. But I guess coming off, I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch much of the game. I just know they won on a last-second field goal, which good for them. I mean, they're still a good football team. They're just not a top-25 team in the country. And I think they've shown that over the last three weeks. I was impressed so. last week, too. We didn't get to talk about it, but they gave USC a run for their money. Yeah, they didn't They didn't quit. See. The first half was ugly. Yeah, that, was the first bad. half was bad. Was um, bad. But you know what? They didn't quit. And they fought back into that one. I also think USC is not that good. I don't know if it's on the show sheet. It is. Um, they're not that good. Uh, that defense sucks. 
that was a fun game last night though. I'm kind of mad I went to bed. I watched parts Um, of it. I fell asleep at like just into the second half, but yeah, that was going to triple overtime with Arizona is a crime. Yeah, it's a federal. Arizona's got two good receivers. Still a federal offense. (laughs) Still, it's not acceptable. Georgia obliterated Kentucky. So much for the Kentucky's undefeated talk. Um, Carson Beck was spectacular yesterday. I mean, I saw it coming because last week Georgia looked like crap and Kentucky beat the brakes off a Florida team that really isn't that good, especially between the tackles. Um, So I kind of figured, like, this is the perfect situation. Also, Sanford Stadium at night might be the toughest place to play in the country. Like, it's... I I don't remember last time I've... I mean, Georgia doesn't lose much, period. I don't know what their winning streak's at anyways. But still, beyond that, they just... At home, that's a really tough environment, especially night games. Like, I remember when Notre Dame played there a couple years ago. That was, like, a really cool atmosphere to see. Um, And Kentucky's just not that program. They're like Maryland. Like, they're a very good team. in the. They're better than Maryland, but, like, they're kind of that type of program in the SEC. And they just can't hang. And Georgia's that good, and they showed it. I would agree. Michigan also taking care of business against Minnesota. My goodness. Hammered them. I don't care. Don't care. It, all it proved that Michigan State might win that game in two in three weeks, which I'm excited. I'm excited to go to Minnesota, even though what time? Can they, I just want them to announce the kickoff time. It'll be a while. It'll probably be a probably six day pick before they announce it. Would be gross. my guess if it's a night game, because um, we fly out. We fly out of Minnesota on Sunday morning at six a.m. The only so, good thing about that is that means you'll be back for the Michigan State Tennessee exhibition game. I we might even be back for green and white on Sunday morning. Mm. We'll probably That'll be, be fun. Back. I'll, made, I'll be back for the for the twelve before, o'clock hour. Uh, made that trip before I'll walk coming in. back off of a flight and coming right here for Green and White. I don't remember what trip it was, probably but we definitely Maryland. did that. Or was um, it your sophomore year? I don't remember, but I just remember making that trip and can, it being really can we, tough. Can we talk about the masterclass Mario Cristobal put on last night? In that South was Beach? the next thing on here. Yeah, what in the world were they doing? So for those of you guys that don't know, that was bad. Yeah, that was Miami was whoa. up three. With 26 seconds left, Georgia Tech, no timeouts. It's third down. If you kneel the ball, the game's over. Well, that's They hand it off, and he fumbles, and Georgia Tech goes 75 yards in 26 seconds with no timeouts and wins the game. Well, what are you doing? It, it was beyond that. Of So here's some quick math for the people out there. If you have the ball with under two minutes left on first down and the other team has no timeouts because of the 40-second play clock, you win. Like, yeah. all you have to do is knee it three times, and the game is over. They can't stop it. They got a first down with a minute 50 left, and Georgia Tech had no timeouts left. They ran it three times. Yeah. Like, so not only did they were not, not supposed to run it the first time, they shouldn't have ran it any of the times. Maybe they still had the over on the quarterback's rushing yards. I just, I, <laughs> I mean, you, get, just you like got what you deserve, place. Miami. I don't even like Miami. Like, they are, like, that one program that irks me. They're, like, the same as Texas, I guess. And... Except they play in the ACC, so they have really no excuse to suck as much as they do most of the time. Um, Georgia Tech is awful. They lost to Bowling Green at home last week. So, And Haynes King is their quarterback who got ran out of town in College Station. So you got what you deserve, Miami. And that was bad. Oh, my. That was bad. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry. That's just, it's just unacceptable. Yeah. Like, I'm glad Oregon doesn't have Mario Cristobal anymore after that performance. Dan Lanning's better anyways. <laughs> but, Goodness. I can't wait for next Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday is going to be a fun matchup between Oregon and Washington. And if Washington wins, I don't think Merrifield's going to show up. And if he does, 
I don't know that anybody's going to want to listen to, or if Oregon wins, I don't know that there's oh, anybody's going to want to listen to the show. I'm so on Sunday excited. Morning. Michigan State plays at noon. I think I have to confirm with Joe Deza. He's the one calling it with me here from the studio. And then after that, 3:30 starts. Um, I might even turn our broadcast off early if they go. <laughs> if like they go to overtime, be like, sorry, people. Or Bo Nix is on. He's definitely kidding. But. <laughs> we'll see. Wyoming Hopefully, knocked yeah. off Fresno State from the ranks of the unbeaten yesterday. That was an interesting uh, matchup in that one. Go it's so tough to play at Laramie. Next up as well, you had Pac-12 after dark. USC needed three overtimes to beat Arizona at home. Yikes. That's all I've got to say. Yikes. Um, I like Arizona. That was a fun game to watch, but yikes. Oregon State beat Cal in a shootout. That game was like, what, 52-40? to 40? Something like that. I have Final. No idea. It was crazy. <laughs> Um, Oregon State and Cal just running up the score. Pac-12 after dark at its finest. Shout out DJU. Five yeah. touchdowns last night. Yeah. Anything else? Was it 52-40? Was that right? 52-40. That's what I thought. All right. We're going to step aside. Come back in just a minute with some MLB playoffs talk. Joined by a special guest on the other side of the break. This is the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. It's October. So you know what that means. October baseball. It's playoff time in Major League Baseball. We can talk about all of this. And we're going to start with some wildcard sweeps. But first, we're joined by a special guest for this segment, Nick Fardello. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're excited to talk some MLB playoffs. And we're going to start with Matt Merrifield's depression because he just got too much happiness out of talking about Bo Nix. Texas, knocking off Tampa Bay in a sweep. Yikes, Matt. Uh, one run in the last 36 and change innings of playoff baseball for the race. Um... But Nine, who's counting? I, I, at this point, why even count? I mean, you win 98 games. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't love the playoff setup for baseball anymore. Only I, because I, they lost. No, no. It, it, true, I truly just don't like the wild card three because it feels weird because it's like, I feel like if you're going to not have home and home, like you're just going to have one team be the home team, might as well play a one-game series. Not that it would have helped the Rays. I still would have lost. That's what I, I'm saying. I, just, like, truly, I like it better than the one-game playoff. I just, I don't know. It feels like a little like, it doesn't feel like playoff baseball. Maybe it's just because the Rays had no fans at their games, which yeah, is a whole other issue. But like, the I don't know. It just to me, it feels weird. It doesn't feel like the the division series. The wild card game feels like because everybody knows it's a one game. You go home, so there's a little more urgency to it before the series, like the right. like the divisional round starts. Maybe I'll get used to it. I mean, it's only the second year of them doing it. Um, but God, Tampa's uh, not not good times. Um, I mean, injuries didn't help. Wander Franco. Didn't help. Um, shout out to him, I guess, but not really. Yeah, no, Other than that, no, no, not 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 a good shout out. That's a bad shout out. But um, I mean, I got nothing else. The wild card round, the other series. I mean, they were all sweeps, and, and that, was the, that was the other thing. They really were anticlimactic. That is the narrative I am pushing. By the way, you talk about pushing narratives. I've been pushing this since before. That's the what we do Arizona here. We push narratives. Good. I want you Arizona to push narratives. Arizona is good. Arizona I, is beating the Dodgers, and I said that to all of you before this series started. So you can't just say I went off of the fact that they blasted them last night. Arizona is going to the NLCS. Oh, I agree with that. And maybe further, if they play Philly, they can beat Philly. Well, uh, I don't know if they have the bats too, because I know they have the pitching. But I think just they the do use, have the, like, the, the, the difference though. between Arizona, right? Which is why I said if they play Philly, because yeah. Philly already is up on Atlanta. The, the, yeah. I, the the difference between Arizona and Baltimore is that Baltimore doesn't have the pitching to make a deep run, in my opinion. Like Baltimore, Baltimore's in trouble against Texas. I know they lost yesterday, but just beyond that, going into the series, 
I mean, Texas, they're also just so young. They, like, like, right, but so like young. Arizona's that same youthful team, yeah. uh, but just having the pitching staff that Arizona does, Baltimore doesn't have that. I don't think they have a starting pitcher with an ERA under four this year. They and, might have one. And Batista's injured, too. I would say, and they don't have, help, again, yeah. we talked about, I talked about that, la- or I guess I think, that was, I think that was two weeks ago. But yeah, like, but not having the back yeah. end, their biggest arm, their bullpen is huge. Yeah. I mean, other than that, um, I think Minnesota's kind of a dark horse to win the AL. The Twins disgust me. <laughs> why why do the Twins disgust me? I hate the Twins. I hate what, what do you hate? Other than the Carlos Correa, who is kind of a scumbag, but like other than that, I wasn't even thinking about Correa. I just I don't. Yeah, like, I wasn't. I, I'm a Sox they just fan, disgust. So okay, that's Tiger. Yeah. Like you know, Nick has a reason. Yeah. But the Central's the, so bad. We're also and the Tigers, Tigers will people. beat up. On, the, yeah, Fair. the Tigers beat up on them throughout the season, and they just disgust me. Are you going to push the narrative that the Tigers have the best division record in the AL Central, so they should be in the playoffs? No, I'm not saying that. No, don't, please no, don't. No, but, the terrible no. narrative to what? push. No. <laughs> anyway. But they did have the— They will be, though. The Twins have the— In the playoffs. Who? Tigers? When? Mm, I say Well, I, it, I will have it. graduated by then. Nick probably—I mean, Nick's only yeah, a year younger than me, but still. So we will have graduated. Yeah. So we got one more— Anyway, no. The Twins have the pitching to win, though. They do have the I pitching, the and pitching. I think they just have enough. The, I don't. The AL. I can't trust Minnesota in the playoffs ever. That's you true. can't trust yeah, Minnesota but, in general. Oh, they, the Central's like, so bad. Oh, I thought bro. you were talking about like the city, and I'm like, <laughs> like what vendetta do you have against Minnesota? The city, the city of <laughs> Minnesota. You can't trust them. The state doesn't matter. <laughs> Minneapolis and state. Yeah, they're two cities. They're the twin cities. I can't trust that. I agree. Yep, now, I might, I might be on. The, I might be on that narrative yeah. now that I can't trust the state of Minnesota and Minneapolis and St. Paul. Oh goodness. You might have started something. You might have started uh, a new narrative. It's AJ. a good thing you're not covering basketball then, because we're going to be in Minneapolis. Actually, I'm you're going to be there in two weeks. I'm going to be there in two gonna, weeks. They're going to lock the airport. You're going to get locked in the Minneapolis airport. Probably be stuck smart. there forever. Probably smart. All right, uh, let's move it on though. Philly and Atlanta. That's going to be a fun series. I'm. I wish that was a seven-game series. Someone told me, it yeah. might have been you, but somebody told me yesterday that they were more excited for that series than the World Series. It might have been Owen Ozo's. That was not me. Okay. But I can understand why somebody would say that. With the playoff atmosphere, like, obviously, if anybody saw the video of the, who was Bryson, Bryson Stott's Stott. Grand Slam yeah. and against the Marlins, that I talked about how the atmosphere doesn't feel like playoff baseball. Don't watch that video if you want to support my narrative because that yeah, doesn't, no, that that doesn't fit into that baseball. video. does not fit into my narrative. But Philly, Red October is sweet. Um, I still hate the Phillies. I hate Nick Castellanos. Really? Nick Castellanos just bothers me. Um, Why do you hate the Phillies? It, it's Philly. Like they're Boston, but they don't win. Like they're just they're <laughs> angry. They're so angry. They're so angry. Those fans. No, 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 Those fans are so angry. They're very they're passionate. passionate. They're, they're passionate. passionate. They're Boston, but they don't win. They don't throw snowballs that. at don't Santa Claus. That. that take is going to somehow get picked up by uh, Philadelphia radio, and you are just going to be like, they, aired out. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. They, they they are That's angry people. Take. It's not an awful take. It's yes, the it truth. They have not like. They're a very good team. They have the star power to win in the postseason. They made the run last year. They could very much do it again. I I don't want to see the Braves lose because I love the Braves. I think that lineup is so so good, and I wish it was a seven game series so we yeah, could see I, more I of agree. it. But um, I think the Phillies are going to win the World Series. Really, I yes. don't hate that take. Yes. I just don't want it to yeah, happen. The best I think it's. A, I think it's honestly. I think it's an overrated take. Like I think it's it, being it, used a ton. Yeah, but like it's everybody's on the Phillies for the dark horse. Arizona is beating Philly. No. Narratives no. are no. being pushed. No. No. Narratives no. are being no. pushed. They have to go to Philly. Philly's no. tough to play in. Yeah, but they I mean they'd still have yeah, three games in Arizona. If they can take one in Philly, I don't you've got you've got to take one yes. in Philly. That's easier said than I I think the winner of the Braves Philly series is the going yeah. to the going to the World Series and probably yeah, going to win it. I agree. Um because the Dodgers don't have the pitching. 
if, especially if Kershaw wants to pitch like that. That was bad. Um, the lineup's good, but they're they Walker Bueller's hurt, so they really yeah, they, they don't have, have much. They have Bobby yeah. Miller and Elite, I mean, but that's I not mean, the point. They, they, they just they're two. They, they have the same youth pitching problem that Baltimore does. And for those reasons, like I like people just think LA is good because they've been so good for the last. They're just not there this year, just with the health of their pitching staff. Um, they'll be fine in a couple of years once again. But I just I think Arizona's going to take care of business there. On the AL side, I think I Houston is I I'm so tired of Houston winning as much as I like Houston. Baltimore's not winning. I don't think Baltimore's even winning that series against Texas. What about the Rangers? I, I think Baltimore. Can... The Rangers are the, the Rangers are like the Phillies. Yeah, like they're, Rangers they're, don't that, have that, any pitching though. I mean, Ovaldi, Ovaldi, and Montgomery are oh, not cutting. Oh, it. Hey, Mike yeah. Montgomery pitched but really well against Tampa. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, but Jordan. Oh, it's him. Oh, it is yeah. Jordan Montgomery. But let You're me right. uh, let me rephrase this. The or not necessarily rephrase this, but point this out. If Texas beats Baltimore, it sounds like Scherzer's going to be back for the championship series. And if that's the case, things get interesting. If you've got a Texas-Houston series and you get Scherzer-Verlander game one, Whoa. My problem, that would be fun. My, be crazy. my problem with Houston, not Houston, Texas, is they're like their pitching staff they can get away with. Their bullpen's, their bullpen's bad. bad. Or all this Chapman's not good. <laughs> it's and really bad. Jose and Leclerc. Leclerc, Leclerc and yeah. who else did they bring in against they Tampa like, Bay? Uh, they have Will Smith. Spores. Too. Oh yeah, Spores. Spores came in. And I was like, he this guy's pitching, he's throwing pitching in the major league playoffs. That doesn't seem right. Um, but that is every pitcher the Rays have ever used. So let's right. Not... But the, but they're good in Tampa, and usually they Tampa Spores like has been good. I mean, we'll see. Um, there's a lot of good candidates. I I mean, I'd love to see. I want to see Minnesota go on a run. As much as you know, apparently there's a narrative out against them. I can understand the AL Central hate, but like. They have the pitching to do so, so I buy it. So we'll see, but they did drop game one at home, which is not great. But anything else? Bueller, Bueller. I'm just waiting. Bueller's no. not good. Oh, oh, that's not. Bueller's not healthy. I know. Okay. I was about to do, do we at. need to yeah, discuss I, whether I or not you've seen Ferris Bueller? Yes, okay. I've seen Ferris Bueller. Bueller. I have to make Bueller. some sort of joke. Okay. Who wins these series, though? At the end of the day, I'm going Arizona, Phil. I'm going with the teams that won Game One, with the exception of Texas. Mm. Uh, Phil, I think the only team that won Game One that wins their series is Arizona. Really? I think I think or no, uh, Texas wins their series. Excuse me. So I think Minnesota and Atlanta find a way to bounce back and take the next three or four. I think Houston wins the series. I agree. Defending World Series champion, hard to beat them. I think Houston wins. Yeah, and I like their I pitching too. I agree, yeah. All right, who is your breakout player from the playoffs? I know it's already started a little bit, but if you had to pick a breakout player the rest of the way, who's it going to be? Bryson Scott. Bryson Scott? Yeah. Yeah? Um, I could see it being Scott. If I want to push this Minnesota narrative, I'm going to have to pick one of them. Let me Are you going to say Royce Lewis? Say Royce Lewis. Oh, yeah, Royce Lewis. I, he, he hit, what, two home runs in game one? Yeah. Is that what I saw in the yeah. wild card series? I love Royce Lewis. He His injury problems suck, but... I'm glad he's healthy and he's gonna show why he was the number one overall pick. Is that right? Or was he number two? I know he's a first he's round. A top pick. I know yeah, he's a he top a pick, top and pick. then he had to deal with injuries a lot. But yeah, Royce Lewis, dog. Yeah, Stott was gonna be mine. I like what I've seen. Yeah, clutch hitting too. Yeah, I'm gonna PRBI continue to push yesterday. my narratives here, and I'm gonna say Corbin Carroll. Um, he's not really a breakout player. He's in one rookie of the year. Okay, then he's I'll go Gabriel Moreno. Okay, that's fine. That's who yeah. I also love, um, and already has two homers this playoffs. Yes, but. Uh, yeah, man. I, I like Arizona a lot. World Series pick, 
Um, not Arizona, unfortunately. I, I can only push. Got to ride the so narrative far. all the way. I can only push the narrative. You got to so push far. it all the way. Got to go not, all the way. They're in. not winning the World Series. Um, but it'd be fun if they did. Uh, but give me. I still like Baltimore. No, they don't. I still they don't like the Baltimore. Pitching. I think they're too young, and I don't yes. think they're lining up. That's what years I think. They don't know any better. Like they don't know any better about. Oh, I, there's supposed to be pressure here. Oh, they should have won yesterday. That, that's another. Oh, there's so many quips. That's I hate. I hate that. It's not nothing against you. I just hate no, that, I, that 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 I cliche. Of, they don't know any better. They do know better. They're not like I don't know. I just think my issue with them is. But they haven't been there and experienced the right. tough and I, I and people forget playing in Baltimore in the playoffs is a very electric. tough place to play. It's electric. Um, but I just. I don't know. I think they're too young, and I don't think that lineup is if good enough to get them over the top. Would this be the same conversation? Because I don't yeah, know. I, that it no, would I, be. I would still be saying the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I think I, in two years they're gonna win, they might win the World Series, but this year it's I just. just I, I don't think the lineup is good enough to overcome the pitching. I think Texas's is, is. And I think, think Arizona is better than Baltimore's. To be honest with you. I think the star, like, I don't think people realize how much star power comes into like having guys. I mean, Seager and Simeon are dogs, but so are. So are Rutschman and Henderson. Uh, we don't know when come postseason comes around. We don't know that yet. We're gonna find out if they're those guys. If they are yeah. truly those guys, but we'll see. Fair so, enough. like Carlos Correa in Minnesota, he's a dog. I know they have to have multiple guys come through for them, but that's why. That's Bryce why Philly has been a dog. Right. That's why Philly's so yeah. good because they, they just have, have Harper, Schwarber, Castellanos, oh. Stott. It's turning into a you stud. Haven't named, so, you haven't even Jay, named arguably their best player. And Trey Turner, obviously. Trey Turner. Yeah, yeah. That so, double play he pulled yesterday too was crazy. He is built different. Yeah. So. All right, that'll wrap it up for our baseball talk. Unless anybody has any other takes here before we go into it, but otherwise, we're uh, gonna step aside and get back with some football. Let's see. Okay. Oh, Merrifield's got uh, one oh, more. Oh, Isak Perez has more career hits uh, in the playoffs than like any Tiger does in the last like what is it now nine years? Just, How many hits did he have in that series? Uh, he had at least one. He had a single, maybe a double in game one because uh, Sardonic or not Sardonic Slowak bet on it. Mm, nice. So, <laughs> yeah, I did not bet on that. But all right, let's step aside. Coming up with some week five NFL football talk, we'll be joined once again by Jack David on the other side of the break on the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. We've got some storylines, then one more break, and then the pick 'em. We're joined once again here in the studio for another week. He's just making himself at home here on the Green and White Report Airwaves. Jack David, welcome back. Hello, guys. How are we doing? We're good. It's NFL time, so we knew you had to get you on the air. Of course, of course. Let's get it rocking. How are you doing, Jack? I am doing pretty good. I mean, uh, football for me last week was very, very do, rough. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's, yeah we'll get into it. Do you we'll think it'll in. be any better this week? Uh, yes, because we always play the Ravens pretty uh, close, which is how those divisional games work. Um, but offensively, we're not going to be the best. So maybe TJ Watt might have to score a couple touchdowns Three touchdowns himself. alone. Yeah. What are the odds on TJ Watt three plus touchdowns? I'm sure it's like I don't think. Um, I'm sure that Steelers whatever it is, I'm taking it. The Merrifield Sportsbook will gladly accept your money if you'd like to place bets on that. Yeah, yeah the Merrifield Sportsbook will always gladly accept your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but going back to this London game, the London Jaguars, yeah, up eighteen to seven, uh, five mm-hmm. minutes to go. The Bills are trying to lead a furious comeback here. I kind of am doubtful that that will be the case. But... Probably not. They've, I mean, seven points through. 55 minutes of play, not going to cut it for the Bills here. Not at all. It's definitely just a lot less than ideal. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's the London Jaguars, so 
they get it done. Have they ever lost a game in London? I'm sure they have. That's surprising. I mean, they play every they, single they, game. So they, they have win to. in London. They, they, so, I, right, but, but I'd be interested with their winning percentages. It's got to sure be good. the it's, 80s. Yeah, it's got to be really 90s, high. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that it's not super high. Mm-mm. I got a question for you guys. Okay. For real quick, it's a fantasy football question, and if some of the listeners out there want to send in a suggestion, they can too. <laughs> uh, I can play two quarterbacks in this league. I'm starting Dak Prescott, even though I don't love it against oh, the Niners. Yeah. But I can either play Zach Wilson against Denver or Bryce Young against Detroit. Low key, uh, I think Zach I Wilson like, might be your answer. But like, you said Zach Wilson or Bryce against Young, Denver or Bryce Young Zach against, Wilson against Detroit. Denver, Bryce Young against Detroit. Denver's defense is so bad, dude. They but, are but, like, so bad. I, they are bad, but, but man, it feels like it, it might feel like Bryce Young kind. Like I feel like the Lions are gonna Coming mess out around party, today. Bryce like, Young, five touchdowns I, I, against. I Detroit. think I know what the solution is. I think I sit Dak against San Francisco. So you play Zach and uh, Bryce Young. Low you know key, you're laughing, but that might not <laughs> be your be worst the play. option. That that's Niners the, that's, defense is really that's good. That's the play. It's it's been submitted. That's the lineup. There we're you go. With. Thank you guys. There you go. <laughs> you're welcome. All right, let's get into some lose. of these storylines from last week. The Bills stomped the Dolphins and now are laying Yeah, now it's hard to like talk about how great they were last year. Now they're down by 11 to the they Jags. They have seven but... points right now with five minutes left. <laughs> yeah, they have 48 last week. Um, but yeah, that was a complete, I mean, domination by the Bills. Did not expect that at all. I thought the Dolphins were going to pull it out in a close one. Uh, thought Tua would have a better day than he did, but I mean, Josh Allen, 320 yards, four touchdowns, Stephon Diggs, 120 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, absolute complete performance offensively for that team. Uh, thought they would carry that through this week, but looks like they're not. Um, yeah, not at all. I, if you, I will say though, if you didn't pick the, like I almost put this on the pick and had you guys pick earlier. And the first thing I was going to say is Jacksonville's a lock today. Jacksonville yeah. money yeah. line was a lock. And you would have been right. They are they don't lose in London and they've been there all week. They are driving though. Yeah, but they still get would have to get the ball back and they're no longer driving. Yeah. Um gone. although it's gonna be roughing the passer because that's soft because oh that was a No, no. That was not roughing the passer. Josh Allen just Josh laid Allen on Josh, Josh Allen, Allen crime. And they're gonna say that he Oh, that's man, Do I don't we like have the that. rights to broadcast NFL football? We're not necessarily broadcasting it. We're just this is, this seems it. like we're crossing a line right now, but well, I'm here so. for it. I'm just saying. We're just complaining about a call. We should yeah. do next week for the Rutgers game, instead of calling it, we should do like a McAfee show from the studio. Oh, goodness. <laughs> just kind of sitting here oh. and watch Michigan State football. Sideline access. Pretty much. Yeah, out on that. But anyways, the Bears collapsing yeah. against Denver. But then they bounced back on Thursday. Yeah, they got the, that win against DJ the Commanders. DJ Moore just single-handedly demolishing the entirety of the nation's capital. Should have had 300 yards and four touchdowns. I don't know why they called him out of bounds uh, on that one catch. But, yeah, I mean, are we, we're talking about the Broncos game or the Commanders game? Both of them? You can talk about both. Oh, they yeah. Both so, since... I mean, Broncos, God, yeah, game, that was Broncos game was bad. I mean, I you think they hit rock bottom, then you go out and, and uh, choke a – 21 point lead so I thought they were up 28-3 I think they were because I think the Broncos scored 20 oh I thought they had scored 28 straight I I wish it was 28-3 because that's the universal that's fair uh, score to choke on but yeah then they then they come back uh, this Thursday and bounce back in Washington I mean I that's a pretty good team I thought but (laughs) now looking at their wins their wins are against the Cardinals and the Broncos so actually I don't I don't think they're that good so Oh, but, Commanders. Sam Howells yeah. might be that guy, but other than that, <laughs> Ron Rivera is a terrible football guy. I don't know how he still has a job. Like, let's be uh, honest here. 
When does Biennemi take over in Washington? Uh, it should be. I mean, Ron might be. He's probably not that far from retirement, right? Right. right. So, you know, that that would be what I would want if I was a Commanders fan. But yeah, oh, shout out Bears first win since yeah, uh, Elon J- Musk had bought Twitter. Shout out JDC. Yeah, he's got for him. He celebrated very well Thursday. Yeah, as he should. I asked my little brother before that game who doesn't know much at all about sports, and he says to me, I said, who's going to win the game? And he says, Bears. And I was like, all right, lock it in. And then dominant. I thought so, they were going to lose that football game. Yeah. They did everything they could to try kind, and give, they, give it up. Yeah. Is is Joe Burrow okay? Uh, no. I don't know. No. No. Uh, I thought he, so, but now I don't, is he I don't good? think so. I mean, I think he's still hurt, if we're being yes, honest. Yeah, hundred percent. But if they're going to keep playing him like he's hurt, I feel he's like the, we have to, or like he's okay, we have to look at his numbers like he's okay. We and have to reevaluate. Statistically, he's been the worst quarterback in football this year. We have to reevaluate what we expect out of this football team. I mean, if they don't sit him and get him healthy, which I don't think they will, because based on how they're playing, none of these games are winnable. Like they they go to Arizona today. Arizona's been playing really well, so I wouldn't even say that's a that's a lock of a game. So if they just keep trotting Joe Burrow out in this state, which is like you said, statistically the worst quarterback in the league, I, I don't see them making the playoffs. Really, I mean, do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I, I I'd I have agree. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean at what one and one and three right now? Uh, yep, they're one and three. Yeah, one and three. Cardinals, Seahawks, Niners, Bills. Next four games. I mean, not looking good for Cincinnati. I will propose this. Uh, I brought this up on the pylon uh, this week. Shout out the pylon. Shout, Shout out the pylon. Um, should Cincinnati punt? I mean, it's we're heading into week five, so it's still early. Should they punt on this year and try to go get? I mean, uh, with the caveat that they won't resign T. Higgins because he's going to ask for a lot of money, right? Try to go get Marvin Harrison Jr. No. Okay, no, Keon no, Coleman, okay. Malik uh, Neighbors. They, they don't need. Uh, they don't need to tank. They don't, yeah, they don't need to tank, tank for, for Keon for Keon Coleman. or Neighbors. That's true. Well, okay. That's more realistic. You would have to go. You would have to be maybe the worst or the second worst team can, in the entire. Can, league. All right. Has they, have they extended Jamar yet? No. So uh, that's I, on the pipe I, too. I, I, in my have opinion, extend I extend Higgins before I extend Chase. Whoa. I have, okay. I, I think as a okay. complete receiver, everything going into it. I take T. Higgins over Jamar Chase. I think he's the more complete wide receiver. See, and maybe I I disagree I, with that, but maybe. But the thing is. You've got Joe Burrow there, and right. Joe Burrow and, 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 Burrow I and the Chase connection. I do get that, but like, if I'm an NFL GM and you ask me to pick a wide receiver to have on my franchise, I probably take T. Higgins. I, That's I, one of the craziest things I've ever heard you say. Not the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> hey, they shout out Jim Irsay for figuring. You know what's a real possibility though, right? In terms of if they want to just go crazy and spend a bunch of money mm-hmm. on the offense, rather than tanking and drafting that, they don't re-sign Higgins. And they signed Justin Jefferson. Oh, my. and put the three back. You know he's gonna be on the market, right? <laughs> yeah, because uh, the Vikings aren't gonna pay him. I guess that's. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. The that Vikings would might not be. Pay. I saw it because somebody was talking about the league Devontae might have to step Adams. in and veto that. If somebody that was, was talking about Devonte Adams, and they talked about how Devonte Adams, when he didn't get the money that he wanted, he went to play with his college quarterback. So Justin Jefferson goes play with, and his then his college, college quarterback, quarterback dipped yeah. into to New Orleans. Now I mean, he's got right. Jimmy G. But still, I just I don't. You see mean Aiden O'Connell? I don't see Cincinnati Purdue legend paying that much because then they would have to pay if they want to pay Jamar. I mean, that's going to be it's a lot, but it could over add. half a billion dollars. But at the end of the day, players. if they pay that much for those three players, they are. I mean, <laughs> automatic automatic favorite, especially yeah, if Joe Burrow gets healthy, right? But right. 
but I that's a long shot. Just something that I wanted to. It's fun to. We think push about. narratives, right? Isn't that uh, isn't that what you say? <laughs> There's what we do here. I encourage it. AJ, you will push a narrative by the end of the year. I will. I'm sure he will. I will get it into you. I already pushed one today. I was gonna say hate the twins. I was gonna say that's a good narrative. AJ will have his narratives once the NBA season comes. You have. I I look forward to your NBA narrative because I'm not an NBA guy. I need to know. He's gonna give the Chet Holmgren is better than Victor Wembanyama narrative. A lot of people have pushed that. I disagree, but give me a narrative. He's thinking about it. Chet is better than that. Will feed families. Well, neither is Chet. Yeah, but, but they're saying like there are people that are saying that Chet's gonna nah, be better than Wemby. No, nah, right now I think Chet's gonna have the kind of year that Blake Griffin had his rookie season. So he's gonna just get be hurt better. and coming back dominant. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna take it's gonna take Vic a minute just being who he is and with all yeah. the hype. Also, like it, it's gonna take a minute for things to click. Fair enough. Give me a narrative to push for the NBA, and I will ride it with you to the end of the Earth Age. <laughs> right. I promise you that. Give I give some you, time. For I it. give you my loyalty because I don't care about the NBA, so I will. Uh, I will blindly push. All right. The Rams get Cooper Cup back this week. They just avoided an upset by the Colts last week. Um, Merrifield, do we have thoughts on the Colts last week or no? Anthony Richardson still can't throw. And right. I, 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 you got to go out and get McCarthy, man. I, yeah, get mad. Okay, get mad. I'm not even gonna get mad. <laughs> I just get mad. Like the thing with Anthony Richardson is. I feel like it. He had what eleven completions. Like his highlight reel looks great because, but That's he true. But, but he only had eleven completions. Like there's you, only so much. Like his highlight reel is just anytime he makes a completes a pass because half the time he doesn't. Okay. And and he's That's I understand the mobility. But aren't you excited about the possibility of what Anthony Richardson could become? Like does that like because you you've he, been off Anthony Richardson this entire like. In the he draft could, process, I want him to become good. I would love of to course. see, and of right, course, right. like I'm not going to root against my franchise. And I, he, yes, could he become a superstar? Does he have all the arm talent in the world? Yes, but at some I just point, I want to hear you say that. Yeah, okay. he does. I, 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 I see the talent. Like he can throw the ball through yeah, space. Yeah, but like, and I, I saw something. The uh, Colts receivers had, I think, like five drops last week. Were, they, yeah, I know they had a lot of drops, like that. but yeah. you, you watch him throw. He's got zero touch on the football. Like some of those balls, he's just everything fun. comes like, out like a fastball. It, it, it's a fastball. Like remember when Andrew Maxwell and Michigan Yo, State? That's man, a great pull because I was thinking the same. Michigan thing. State yeah. led the nation in drops in 2012 because Andrew Maxwell didn't know how to throw a screen pass because he just threw everything. A, he, was he, everything shocked, he throws yeah. like he's mad at the football. And guess what? You can't do that. Yeah. So like, yes, do the receivers need to hold on the ball? Yes. Does he need to figure out to, how to throw it where? They can catch the ball. Yes. Also, yes. So, eleven for twenty-five is not going to cut it. Like that's just bottom line. Is he super mobile? Yes. Is he a freak athlete? Yes. Just Jonathan Taylor coming back excite me? Yes. I am mm-hmm. glad Jim Mercer figured out. I'm not sure what happened in August. I don't know if he had like a brain aneurysm and just wanted like had a midlife crisis and wanted to go save a whale. Um, I, I think that R.I.P. Lolita. Of R.I.P. Lolita really <laughs> messed him up. He took it to heart. Think it's sorry. R.I.P. Lolita. You I have gone. no idea what you're talking about there, the, but that sounds... The whale. Is there a whale? You, you didn't hear about the whale? About the, the, no. the whale at SeaWorld, the orca. She passed away. She, okay. Lolita. Uh, Jim, I did not Jim, at all. Jim, Shout Jim out Ursay, Tokate. She, Jim Ursay wanted to relocate it from SeaWorld. He was going to pay to airlift <laughs> it from SeaWorld to Puget Sound. He was going to pay like $25 million. Wow. Meanwhile, his <laughs> running back is demanding to be paid, and he goes, No. All right, let's go save the damn whale. And the whale died at SeaWorld anyways. That's so insane. He, so, I, AJ, did you hear about this? Because I had no idea about this. <laughs> yeah, I did. My fancy football I name like, is I, the Lolita the Dead Whale. Yeah, I've talked about this. Yeah. Like, the whale thing is a very real yeah. and very stupid Man, I must have completely thing. missed it. I don't know. 
<laughs> the, the crying on command from Jack David right now is, yeah. is electric in the he's got, studio. He's got the single teardrop coming yeah. down the left um, cheek. I love it. But, crying for Tolkien, man. Yeah, all right. Let's one more take. Save the uh, whales. Let's do a biggest thing The ones thing in Detroit watching. and the whales at SeaWorld. Yes, the, whale, the whales in Detroit all are the whales. electric. But biggest thing you're watching for this week, all of us go around do it. Go ahead, start with AJ. It's a very loaded NFL question. NFL season, yeah, I gotta biggest thing you're watching for this oh, week. Biggest thing I'm watching The Pickham's right week. below it on the sheet. Oh, God. Oh, that's true. Oof. Man, honestly, you, you guys know I'm a little bit biased, but with the Lions, I one of the biggest things that I'm looking for is to see how Gibbs is used this week. I still, you know, they he's want like, like, playing. He's, he's, he's not, not playing. playing. He's a, no, like everybody's out. How is he hurt? How is he hurt? They don't use him. Literally. That's like, what I was about like, to like, like, say. I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, he's hurt. It's, he's out. What? Amon Ra's out. Or at least he was listed as unlikely Is to play. Josh Reynolds out too? I don't believe so. Okay. So um, he's their wide receiver. Well. Yeah. Bring back Pettig- Brandon Pettigrew. God. Catch him pass. Oh, oh, oh goodness. God, what a Brandon pull. <laughs> Colts legend Brandon let Pettigrew. Go, let him did he play Actually, for the Colts? It that wasn't was him. Ebron. It was Ebron. Ebron, yeah. Ebron, Ebron was came a, right Ebron after. Ebron was a Pettigrew. pro bowler for the Colts. <laughs> Insanity. Never forget. Shout out the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, oh we do goodness. have our first game that's going to be over. Travis Etienne, Travis dog. Etienne. Oh, just closes it out. 45 yards for the dagger. Outside that was. Outside of that, though, honestly, my eyes are on the Cowboys-Niners game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's going to be yeah. – yeah. I'm really looking forward to that God. one. I can't wait. The, I just see the Niners going out and just punching them in the mouth. Yeah. Like, just absolutely, like, that game, I could just see a scenario where that game's close. not close. I don't think it is either. Probably. I can't trust Dallas in a big game. Me neither. Yeah. Is it, wait, is it Sunday Night Football? Yeah. It'll yeah. be close. If it was the 430 game on Fox, that game has would have blowout written all over it, but I think because it's in prime time, it'll be close. But that's yeah. fair. All right, Jack. Um, I will take, uh, how do the Dolphins bounce back from their first loss of the I year? I like they're, that. Uh, so they're home against the Giants. Uh, they better win by a lot. Yeah, they should. Um, but maybe that field is still tainted from what happened on that field last night. That uh, oh yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Mario Cristobal's mine, yeah, yeah. is all around that. Mine's twofold. I have the Colts. I'm interested to see what Jonathan Taylor looks like. Even though I don't think he'll get a full load, uh, but you have a big game against the Titans, so that's gonna be crucial, especially with Jacksonville winning today. Uh, but the big one is the Rams. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good the Ram. I I can't tell how good they are. They play the Eagles at home today. I think we're gonna find out truly because I thought I kind of thought they were like out like after the year they had last year and had a bunch of injuries but I kind of thought they were kind of throwing it in and they sold their souls for the Super Bowl they might still be a pretty good team in that NFC West and the NFC as a whole so we're going to find out today against the Eagles so that's the thing I'm excited to watch even though I, I like won't that. get to watch because MSU hockey Woo. love it alright for me I want to see the Kansas City Minnesota game I was. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. And I think Minnesota will keep it. At it. That has I Minnesota win written all over it. I I would love to see it, but I think kids. I think it could have. And then Eric Bynum from uh, Minnesota talked a bunch about, or Cameron Bynum from Minnesota talked a bunch about uh, how they were ready to give it to Travis Kelsey about the Taylor Swift stuff and talk a bunch of trash. Mm-hmm. How, they the, how they were going to come knock him. How they were going to come basically punch him in the face at the beginning, like the team not. Literally punch yeah, yeah, Kelsey, yeah, boy. Yeah. Uh, punch him in the mouth early, and that to me screams you're gonna get blown out um, because you don't you don't poke the bear. Two hundred yard uh, game for Travis Kelsey coming up. Yeah, he's trying to be Dylan Brooks, and Dylan Brooks found out what happened when you poked the bear last yeah. year in the playoffs, and the Vikings are gonna find out what happens when you poke the bear today. Um, so yeah, I'm interested in seeing that. But we'll step aside, come back in about three minutes with the NFL pick'em uh, standings are getting closer. See it on the other side of the break, right here on WDBM. Back here in the Impact 89 FM studios, 
for the green and white report. Pick them coming through. Got an update on the standings. AJ, might need a conversation about that performance last week. You're coming back to the pack, man. Six and eight? I have no words. Oof. No words? All right, so... No, I'm kidding. I'm doing my been, best, man. The door has been left open. Um, Matt has moved back into a tie for first place after an eight and six week. I also went eight and six, so I am just one game back. Jack is here picking again. Mm-hmm. He's not on the standings because he got here a couple of weeks late. But yes. he had an okay week last week as well, right around 500. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. All right, let's get into it. Starting off with the Lions at home, giving nine and a half. Nine and a half. With all the injuries. Not these lines, I don't know if these lines are still the same. Now, these were the lines as of about 9.30 this morning when the show sheet was finished up. So, It's down to it nine. But it's yeah. down to nine, but either way. Still, yeah. Lions minus nine and a half. Uh, uh, let's see what friend of the program, Nathan Stearns, has to say about today's game. He says 27-10 Detroit. I don't want to, but like, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, it's mostly offense or Injuries on offense for the Lions? For the most part. I think Brian Branch might be out. I'll go Lions. I, think I, I, that's a big loss. I don't think the Panthers' offense gets going, so I'm going to take the Lions to cover. It's a lot of points. AJ, are injuries, you taking but... the Lions as usual? You already know, man. One pride, baby. Nine and a half is a lot. I, with all the injuries, uh, I'll and I think Bryce Young has uh, his first like oh, good game Young. of the year. I mean, I'll take the Panthers uh, plus nine and a half. I also will take the Panthers. That's just a lot of points for that that many injuries. I also did take Bryce Young in my fantasy lineup. I'm sitting Dak Prescott for him and Zach Wilson. But I think it'll work out for you, honestly. It probably will because Dak's probably going to get smoked today. But Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Giants at Dolphins. Another big, big line. That's way too – 12 and a half. Yeah. Give me the the Giants. Like, that's a lot of points. Like, I think the Dolphins bounce back, but, like – I can't justify taking a 12-point favorite in that football Oh, trust game. me, I can. Yeah. I very much can. Give me the Dolphins. I'm rolling with the Dolphins. Yeah, give me the Dolphins as well. I mean, 12-and-a-half for that offense is like two points for the Steelers' offense. Anyway, so we'll go to the next one. <laughs> Texans at Falcons. Falcons minus two at home. I I don't like – I don't get this line. Give me Houston. It's got to be because it's because they're at home. Yeah, yeah say the Falcons but... are favored at home. Like, that's the only – it would be – Houston yeah. would be a favorite in Houston. Yeah, I, I think Texas. I think the Texans win this game. Yeah, me too. I think Shroud throws for three hundred again. Shroud looks good. Man. He's he he's does. like playing not, like a top good. not not twelve good. quarterback right now. Not good for my Ohio State quarterback narrative. But yeah, it, you know, but he's like the first one. He is the first one. So. There's always an exception. Atlanta's been really bad the last two weeks. Now they have played. Who they play? Like? They played Jacksonville and Detroit on the road. They finally come back home. Um. I'm going to take the Falcons to win at home. I just think, you know, Stroud going on the road. Um, we'll see what he can do. But I think the Falcons' defense. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to take the Falcons to clo- cover at okay. home. All right. I'm taking the Texans. Okay. I like it. All right, Ravens minus four and a half at Pittsburgh. Jack, are you are you riding with the Steelers? I'm going to ride with the Steelers. Let's go. TJ Watt's going to have three touchdowns today, like you said. Let's go. All right. Um. God, I, I'm sorry, Jack. I can't. No, I can't. It's, I, I, I can't. I'm taking the. Ra- I love Matt, the Ravens. I 100 get it. I'm a Ravens I get, guy. I understand. I get it. I'm also gonna. I'm gonna take the Ravens. 
Um, I, I could see this being a three game or a three point game. This though. is going to be a thirteen to ten game. Yeah, like I could very much see that, and I could see the Steelers covering. I just don't know that I could see the Steelers winning. That's fair. So I'm going to take the Ravens. Titans minus two and a half in Indianapolis. I, I mean, I, I don't think Taylor coming back makes the biggest difference. My issue with Tennessee, we know nothing about Tennessee. They lost to New Orleans and they lost to Cleveland bad on the road. And then they won their two home games against the Chargers and Bengals. Like, I mean, it's on the road, and the Colts are a dog in a divisional game. Give me the Colts to cover the two and a half. Like, I mean, they might not win, but two and a half points, underdogs at home in a divisional game. Give me the Colts. Yeah. I mean, I can I can definitely see it. I'm going to also take the Colts, to be honest with you. I think they win this game outright. I do, too. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that Tennessee is getting two and a half at Indianapolis. Yeah, it is I'll, Yeah, I'll take the Colts as well. Likewise. Oh, we all took the Colts. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, well, Anthony I'm Richardson's going to throw for three Doesn't cost me. Now. On his first three passes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Saints hey, at the Patriots. Com- Patriots minus, minus one and a half. Shout out Joe Dez. Uh, he had a rough week last that, week. That would though. require somebody catching those passes from Anthony Got Richardson. Because he's going to throw them into the end zone. That's how fast they are anyways. Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out Joe Dez. Um, I think Bill Belichick, I mean, that was his worst loss of his entire career last week. I think, I mean, he's still Bill Belichick. I'm sure he'll get the guys ready to go. I think they're going to win outright at home. Um, Is is Jameis starting today, or is it Carr? It's, I believe it's Jameis, oh, I believe so. God, Bill Belichick's going to have a field day. Give me the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the Patriots. I'm going with the Saints. I don't like this Patriots team at all. I mean, my issue is they have kind of given up on Mac Jones. Yeah, like, it's I was pretty say, apparent. I don't like mm-hmm. this um, that he sucks and all. that the team doesn't like him. Yeah. But still, New Orleans isn't great either. No. Especially yeah. in. I mean, they're not great, but I, I don't. I don't know. I, I like the Saints on the road. Eagles minus four at the Rams. I'll go first here because I want to make this pick. The Rams. I think this is when the Eagles fall. Oh, you're taking the Rams uh, money line? I mean, I would, but it doesn't matter for the yeah, pick. Exactly. But I would take Rams money line, yes. Rams. Not with my money, but with my mouth. Yes. <laughs> Rams. Um, I will, uh, yeah, I'll take the Rams too. Oh, no. Yeah. Not all of us. I'm going with the Eagles. Thank okay. you. Thank, thank, you, thank, thank you, AJ. You. Thank you. Jalen Hurts. AJ's, like, AJ's like, you guys are giving me a free point. It's I Philadelphia, it. yeah. Um, Fair enough. I wonder if Sex Slowak bet Jalen Hurts anytime rushing touchdown. That's a good bet. He does every week. Probably I don't think it hit last week, but he does every single I mean, week. it's not a bad bet. It's a pretty good bet. All right, Bengals minus three in Arizona. I, I don't like this at all. I hate this game. Yeah. I don't want any part of this game. Give me the rocket scientist. Give me Dobbs <laughs> and the Cardinals. He's an, right. He is a NASA scientist. That is a factual statement for those listeners yeah, out there. He He's a very smart man. Joe Burr went to LSU and Ohio State. Those aren't academic institutions. They don't go you there to play school. To, I was just about to say, do you they think he went to Ohio Even though State Tennessee is kind of along the same lines, they pay their football players with bags of McDonald's, but they, they used to. Not anymore. Hypo has a higher standard, but go Vols, Rocky Top, give me the Cardinals. Yeah, give me the Cardinals as well. I just said a lot of words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take... Take the Bengals? Yeah, I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I will as well. I think that they're they're gonna bounce back eventually. They have to, right? Like they they have to, think, right? Right, but it's the same thing we said about Minnesota last week. Like they have to find a win eventually, yeah, they have right? To, right? Yeah. 
Um, Chiefs minus three and a half at Minnesota. Um, I will take. Uh, I'll take the Vikings here. Yeah. I'll take the Vikings. I don't love it, but like this has Kirk Cousins comes out and wins this one, thirty-eight, thirty-five, written all over it. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I really want to see it, but I'm going to take the Chiefs because I can't bring myself to trust the Vikings. That's fair. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Chiefs as well. I just I can't do it. I'd love it to happen. I want to be wrong oh. in this game. I'd love to see Kirk Cousins and the Vikings do it. But also, shout out Joe Des, Peyton Pritchard. Is I saw that. Yep. Four year, thirty million. Peyton oh. Pritchard is getting paid. Thirty million dollars over the next I four years. I love the NBA for the, because for the NBA, Peyton not that much. Richard, I mean, I, exactly. But like NBA contracts are hilarious to me. Meanwhile, Jonathan Taylor is scrapping for money to play. Did you see back. what uh, Devin Vassell got paid? Ooh. For the oh Spurs. god, I know who Devin Vassell is, and the fact that you said he got paid worries me. He got it's paid a lot, nine figures, I believe. Yeah, hundred thirty-five million. Are you five years? Oh my. Uh, if my kid picks up a, good. if my kid wants to play running back, I'm gonna say no. You're gonna learn how to take a jump shot, yes. and guess what? You will make and more. And you better be six three. You better be six three. Know how to take a jump shot, or you better be able to play shortstop or something. Because in major league, but you also got to make it to the major leagues. NBA, you just get drafted, yes. and they just throw money at you. So yep. play in the NBA, kids. Anyways, anyways, or you can go play in Shanghai. <laughs> Yikes! How much does All Jimmy right. for Jimmer for that make? Oh, he's I don't know, but he's a baller. <laughs> he's, he's probably got paid after his more money after his career than he. Probably how many? How many I recently saw the video of what? him going undercover. I like resaw it of him going undercover at a BYU basketball practice, like Eli Manning, Chad Power style. Oh, it was yeah. so funny. I wonder how many yen a year Jim Rufferdet makes. Right, he's I'm, getting paid. I'm gonna look that up. You, let's, let's continue on our. Yeah, let's go. Oh, Jets. This game is awesome. I'm so excited for this game. This game, is gonna, be, like, this this game, this game is gonna be so petty. Broncos minus two and a half. You have Nathaniel Hackett against his oh, former yeah. team. You had all the crap talk from Sean Payton, which is completely unwarranted. Because guess what? The Broncos still suck. Mm-hmm. Um, so this game is gonna be super petty, and I love it. And J E T S Jet Jet Jet. Zach Wilson's gonna sling it. The Jets are gonna put up 40 today. I can feel it. Nathaniel Hackett, Hackett, which, why your name is Nathaniel as your professional name, I I could not, if my coach's name name was Nathaniel, I just wouldn't listen to him. I said this last year and I would say it again. Nathaniel, you're Nate. Your name is Nate, even though that's... Nathan. Nathan. Nathan Hackett, Nate Hackett, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Nathaniel. It kind of works with Hackett, I think Nathaniel works best with No, I know it doesn't. All right, anyways, I'm going with the Jets as well. Hey, Daniel Hackett. So. I'm going with the Jets, man. Uh, J-E-T, Jets, Jets, Jets. You didn't put the S on it? Just J-E-T, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Love it. Um, all right, it's Sunday a Night Football sweep. game. I think this one's got a sweep, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave. I'll, I'll show myself the door after that one. It was bad. Short, a short side jet sweep. Cowboys at 49ers. I'm on fire this morning. 49ers is minus three and a half. I think this one's going to be a sweep. Uh, I'm taking them. Yeah, I'll take the Niners. 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 Wow. That's also a surprise. Brock Purdy's never losing a football game. Oh, I, I don't get, I don't want to hear about Brock Purdy. Somebody tried to tell me that Brock Purdy was the most effective quarterback in the NFL this week. Nope. Well, you know who the most effective quarterback is in the NFL? Who's that? Kyle Shanahan's offense. I, yeah, that's I mean, that's fair. But to say that like, he is the— Like, let's oh, be honest man. here. Anyways. Like— I, I'm just out on that. Uh, take. Other than Trey Lance, apparently he can't win in that. That just shows you, you how bad. Play. Trey he is. Lance played two games in that system yeah, before exactly. he got hurt. I, I agree so, so much with Trey. you. He got. Lance he slander. almost lost to the Bears. You last could put year. Trevor Simeon in that offense. He would 
succeed. You could right, take Dan Orlovsky out of the booth and put him in that offense. But right not now, succeed. but not Trey Lance. But Trey, if you would have let Trey Lance play, you don't. Time, that's man. what I'm saying, bro. Exactly. You just they gave so him quick. no time, Matt. Exactly. When, Bo, when Bo Nix gets drafted and loses his first NFL game, I don't care where he is. I'm immediately oh saying gosh. he can't win in the NFL. Who? Bo Nix. When he gets drafted and loses his first NFL I, game, yes. he will. We will be making sure. Depends on who he gets drafted in, by. Depending. I don't care. I will call into this show and make sure the that phones you know. Will be set up by that. I will call in and make sure that you know <laughs> that he will not or that he can't win in the NFL because he lost his first game. Yeah. Like, I wish you could. On, I wish we could take callers. We, we'll we need to we figure that out. Coming soon. We'll My see. father. Yo, I want to call in we'll last see. week. Yeah, we would add AJ call in. We'll see how it goes. Stay tuned for more updates on we'll that. We'll hold the yeah. phone up to the speaker. Yeah. Uh, Packers at Raiders. Raiders minus two. Monday night football. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, I mean, Packers? I guess Devontae Adams' revenge game. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll still take the Packers, though. I don't. The Raiders are very dysfunctional to me. Uh, I don't trust him. Jordan Love and the Packers had the extended rush playing on Thursday night. Give me the. I also picked up Jaden Reed as a flyer in my fantasy league, so he needs to have a big night for me. I play my dad. He's so. not a flyer. That, that's. I a, mean, I was receiving to, the well, team in. I, well, he's receiving. <laughs> receiving the team well, in. League. I was supposed to have Amon Ross start. I was supposed to have Amon Ross start, and then obviously he's not playing, and I had to pick up somebody, and it was either him or Tutu Atwell, and because of Cooper Cup coming back, I was like, "That's fair." Jay Reed. Give me the Packers. I like the Packers here. There you go. We will see how it goes. A lot of agreement down the stretch from yeah, us. Yeah, so Yikes. we'll see how that pans out Yikes. for us. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. It means those games that we don't agree on are going to be real good for the standings when yes. it's so tight. Just one game separating AJ in first at well, – I didn't say the records actually earlier. AJ is sitting right now at 29-27-3, and, and so is Matt. That leads it. I'm at 28-28-3. So we're all right together. We'll see how it goes. All right, Matt, we've got two minutes. What bothered you? Oh, God. Um, hey. Not going to lie, being at volleyball from, what time did I get there yesterday? Five o'clock on a Saturday till, what, what time we leave yesterday? 10.30? 10.30. Not great. I not had fun, great. though. I mean, I know I didn't have a camera on my shoulder, but not, I had fun. Well, I wasn't uh, supposed to have a camera on my shoulder, and then Matt was like, hey, you're going to run camera man. four. Things yeah. change, man. Um, you still got paid to be there, so don't. It, it's not like paid. you were volunteering. I, it is true. Yeah. I did get paid to be there. It's hard to complain when you're getting paid. Um, yeah, the paycheck always helps. Yeah, exactly. What else bothered me? What else bothered you guys? I'm, let's let's go around. AJ? Mm. Nothing too crazy. I was on duty yesterday. Oh. Um, Saturday nights are Saturday nights. You weren't nights. on duty Friday night. I was not. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, it was a pretty good weekend. I Nothing really too crazy. Someone did, like, pound on my door at, like, 3 a.m. and run, but oh, that was it. I have a thing this week for what bothered me this week. Oh, and God. shout out Ono's us talking about this, too. Okay. Whenever we're working volleyball, for some reason, the students section or whoever it is, they decide to just start airdropping random pictures to our computers. Oh, did they? So like I had You to, can do that? Yeah. So I oh. had to make like, <laughs> game changer. His no, eyes I already hold on. Up. For me, I already this is changed big time. I already changed my airdrop to contact only now. Season? Oh god. If his you own, do that to me, I his, will well, in, it just is on members. But yes, if they have their contacts or if they have their airdrop <laughs> on everyone, it started like airdropping to my computer and it bothered me a lot. So that's what bothered me. But now that we got all the negatives out, let's have a good week, everybody. Enjoy yeah. watching football. We'll be back here this time next week. Well, Make, 11 to 1 next week on the Green and White Report. Big game next Saturday. Yes. Tune in Saturday, Michigan State and Rutgers. Not talk, not talk about that game. I know. But that's the one you tune in on here. Thanks for listening, yeah. everybody. For all of our crew here in East Lansing, this has been the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing.